There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Uh, I just, uh... I want to thank everybody for being... Pull yourself together, man. This isn't a fucking... You're not Oscar. a victim. You're not at the Oscar. I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our, you know, our Vanderpump Rules Summit. We have just begun with part one of the reunion. Oh, what a time. Join with me today is, y'all, you know him, you love him. It's Danny Pellegrino. Hi, Danny. Hello, Kara. How are you? I'm so uh, happy to be here in during these historic times. And I'm so happy that you're here obviously during these historic times but also because like secretly I just have these feelings about you Daniel and we're gonna get into this um <sighs> I think I've expressed to you before like you're you know you're like very nice people love you America's sweetheart <laughs> you're like the Drew Barrymore of pod- podcasting and I'm like you're like dirty little mean sister and so I like to have you here to just like not to steal from Joe Gorga but like so to speak, let the poison out. So, <laughs> you know, you can Thank be as you. mean as you want. Any okay. words, I don't okay. care. <laughs> well, I do feel like, uh, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. That's so, so sweet. But I do feel like I've turned a corner a little bit with the underpump rules. And sometimes after I record, um, I do feel bad. But I think when it comes to them, I usually on my show, I try to find like the good parts of people and to try to keep it light and silly. And I'm just yeah, trying we to don't make do people laugh. Here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I think with but and with Vanderpump Rules, I think it calls for it because they're being so despicable that it's like actually no, I'm I'm just gonna roast them because they're being awful human beings. And I know some of the other franchises, especially in the Housewives world, they can be awful and monsters, of course. But the, this season of Vanderpump Rules is just another level. So, so I'm happy to be here and ready to roast whoever we're gonna roast in the coming um in the coming hour or so. <laughs> let the chopper spray you're free um so i watched the uncensored version i'm not sure if you were able to there were a couple of you know uh, things that we did not see in the version that was on bravo so i'll let you know what those were when we get to them if you didn't watch it but um i yeah. would say in terms of like do you guys need to see it 
Kind of, because it, it does bring a certain, you know, je ne sais quoi to be able to hear them say fuck. Yes. And I have to let you know that this morning I was like furiously trying to find the uncensored version on the Peacock because mm-hmm. I knew we were going to be talking about this. So I got to see like some clips and I scrolled through really quickly. So I didn't watch the uncensored, but it looked like there was like 15 minutes or so of bonus footage or uh, it yeah. seemed like it was a lot of minutes more. I did see a clip of them talking about Satchel because that was very important to me to <laughs> sure. find out uh, SOS on Satchel. So mm-hmm. I did see that clip. And then I love the uncensored version because it reminded me of, um, do you watch the Melbourne Housewives at all? Uh, Danny, I don't. I'm a Sydney girl. Okay. 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 Well, I don't know if it's the same for Sydney. It might be. But <clears throat> when I watch Melbourne, I... I don't even know where I get the episodes from. So uh, apologies. Like my boyfriend, mm-hmm. my boyfriend somehow downloads them. I don't know from the dark web or something, but they, <laughs> they show up on the TV somehow. Mm-hmm. And whenever they do, they're uncensored. And it uh, always brings me such great joy to see the housewives of Melbourne fighting with the curse words in there. And so I don't know why Bravo hasn't thought of this until now to add the uncensored versions on Peacock. Like it seems like such a no brainer to me, but I'm thrilled that they're finally doing it because there's nothing better than seeing them Ariana call Tom Sandoval a a fuckity fuck or or whatever. (laughs) And to your point, there is like, cunt really hits different in an Australian accent. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's kind of delightful. <laughs> they, uh, they also say get fucked on the Melbourne oh, yeah, Housewives sure. a lot. And I just uh-huh. love that. I love that insult. Like get fucked. Like <laughs> I thought of, there's um uh, one woman named Gamble. And I always remember she's like, you know what? I've thought about it. Get fucked. And then she just walks <laughs> away. And I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> well, if you haven't checked out Sydney, I would definitely recommend it. There is a lady who goes by Athena, Athena Rex, and she's like Alex McCord, but like significantly weirder. I need a dive in. I, I've, I've heard great things. The only international I've done mm-hmm. is Melbourne, but people rave about some of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would recommend. Um, so let's get into this reunion they're promising this is going to be the reunion that covers or uncovers rather the whole story so as we see in the very beginning andy sits down separately with the principals of the scandal to hear their sides of the story do you want to talk about like the fashion because i felt like it was very like these one-on-one interviews were very pointed Yes. Yes. Of course, Rachel, I, I would like to discuss her blazer for upwards of 45 minutes. Uh, because, her business blazer? Her uh, uh, yes. mea culpa blazer? Uh-huh. The blazer. I, I didn't talk about it on my, I recorded my recap of this last night and I was so overwhelmed by everything. And I feel like I didn't give any time to her blazer. And so <laughs> it was everything about Rachel's performance was shocking and even more so after like sitting on it overnight and sleeping through uh, oh, my man. thoughts. But the blazer, I think, is just important, important because she thought she was being businessy. And I think she thought it was very purposeful. It was very Mm -hmm. purposeful. And then Tom's was more relaxed. Ariana's looked great. I loved her hair. So Uh, cute. Yeah, Yeah, it was interesting. She's definitely dressing for the gods. She's dressing for the girls and the gays. She's letting us know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm here. I've set my pussy up and I'm angry and I love it. Right. Tom was dressed like, like, like a Jackson Five era Michael Jackson on an off day. Like, <laughs> yes. I, it was it was odd for me. I I didn't like it, but you know. Well, even on the re- even on the reunion stage, you could see the differences in their teams because Ariana, of course, through all of this, has I, I don't 
think her reps have changed necessarily, mm-hmm. but I'm sure she's gotten what she can get whatever uh, clothing she wants for this whole thing. I'm sure she oh, had yeah. so many, she had a Bloomingdale's offer. I'm sure so many people reached out and were like, wanted to be in on that dress. Just like all these brands are trying to as- uh, associate themselves with her because uh, it's just a moment for her. And so I think she probably has just her pick of the litter when it comes to outfits and looks and styling and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Whereas Tom, I could imagine nobody wants to set a foot near him. And so right. it looks like know. he picked his clothes out of kitty litter. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> very different, very different. Yeah. I can't imagine. I keep thinking like, I want to know who are the podcasts outside of Howie that have reached out to him, you know, during this time. I want to. I know. I'm sure people did to try to get an interview with him. And oh, sure. And I I wonder the mechanics of like the Bravo PR because it's, I'm sure they were really pissed about him doing that, Howie Mandel. But like, did they try to get him to do something else or did they try to keep him quiet? Like, what? I I would like to know all of those logistics. But yeah, the Howie was so weird. And (laughs) I'm sure other people did. But, you know, have you noticed uh, doing your show, like there is a small section of like contrarian people who are defensive of Tom and Rachel. Oh, yeah. I find that so fascinating. And it's like that with anything nowadays. It's like you could have the most evil, clear villain in the world, but it's like people. Everybody's got a fan. Right. Everyone wants to. and, And I don't even think people actually like them. It's just a contrarian opinion or. I, don't, I hope I'm using that word correctly, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just, huh? <laughs> it's just, oh, they want to present the opposing opinion for likes or clicks or whatever. But right. it's funny to me because there's just really no redeemable. And I also find that those people probably hated Tom before then, um, before this whole thing happened, mm-hmm. because he just wasn't a lot of people's cup of tea. And so yeah. it's funny to me to watch people kind of twist themselves. But I've noticed that with my podcast where I'm just like, oh my God, you're defending them but I don't really get like what it is that you're defending no the mental the mental gymnastics is like Simone Biles level with these people it's it's very weird and it's very confusing and I'm never I'm yet to see a solid argument out of any of them right the only kind of like sliver I could give is that when people say oh well they brought good tv like I get that I get that perspective if like you want to say God bless Raquel for bringing us good TV. Like, I understand that. But like outside of that one little sliver of providing entertainment for us, it's like there's really no other redeeming qualities of either of the two of those two dummies. I agree. And we also need to break free of the idea that like any member of Vanderpump Rules just like kicked it down to Villa Rosa mafia style and was like, Lisa, producers of Bravo and Vanderpump, uh, I got something for you and we're all going to benefit from it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And I, just knowing Tom, that he there would be no way in hell that he would want to this to happen to his brand and everything. I, I think he likes the attention, but he sure. I, he doesn't like that Ariana's thriving. If, if anything, he exactly. would want her just buried six feet under metaphorically, of course, but or career wise. Uh, so he would never have agreed to that. Exactly, exactly. And and to act like Allie was like brought in as a ringer. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it with these the people. Mastermind but... Allie. <laughs> uh, so Andy asks Ariana if she has seen or heard from Raquel. 
And so like, we know that this reunion took place like a three weeks after everything went down. Right. And she says that it took Raquel 48 hours to text her. So we see the screenshot of the text messages where on Wednesday night, the day everything comes down, Ariana texts Raquel, you're dead to me in all caps. And then two days later, Raquel says, I don't know what to say right now besides I really fucked up and I'm so, so sorry. And Ariana's response is, shut the fuck up, you fucking rat. (laughs) (laughs) Even just hearing you say that, like, I'm obsessed with that text message because it's so (laughs) succinct. And seeing that, I did see the uncensored version of that text message on the Peacock. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I still get goosebumps just with that text message. And and then seeing her face afterwards, where she's like, she just as explaining the text message to Andy. And then she's like, yeah, that's what I sent. And it's like, of course, it reminded me of that moment from the Beverly Hills reunion. This might be a little bit of a deep cut where Taylor Armstrong was saying to Brandy Glanville uh, that she slashed Eddie Cibrian's tires after he cheated. Mm. And Brandy's like, yeah, I did. And she's like, so proud. And like, of course she did. And there, it was like Taylor Armstrong tried to like get her. And not that Andy tried to like get her in that moment, but Andy was like, you know, what did she say? Or what did she reach out? And Ariana's like, yeah, this is what I said. And of course, and it's just a triumphant sort of cheating moment because I think anyone who's been through a cheating thing in their own lives, it's like, you have these things you want to say to the person or you wish you could say to right. the person. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Ariana's showing us that she did. And it was beautiful. <laughs> so funny. It just delights me every time. I might look at it after we uh, get done with this, mm-hmm. uh, make it my screen background if I will. But so then Andy, I call him Crustache on the show, Sandoval. Um, he asks him, and it's it also like we get nicknames like Crust or Krusty, just depending on how much sure. time I have. But yeah. so he asks Crust, like looking back, when did you realize that you had feelings for Raquel? And he says that it's basically been over the past year that he really got to know who who she. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh because she is a human, but like to just say that like over it took a year for you to know who Raquel is how's that possible? I don't know. also just imagining the conversations between the two of them like yeah. they both have tumbleweeds in their heads and I don't understand like what the conversation would even look like or sound like I it's purely based on both like looks and admiration and and whatever but I don't imagine I they have like a great connection of of wit or intelligence because they're both so stupid no i can't even imagine and to because i watched the call her daddy interview that ariana did and at one point she asks her do you think that tom missed you and she says yeah because look at the decisions that he's making now like Mm -hmm. he had me as sort of like the sounding board i was his translator and she's absolutely right because the way he's now like speaking it's like a totally different person like yeah the guy that I liked was Ariana (laughs) yeah well and I think she grounded him in so many ways and made I don't know I always looked at it like oh Ariana is very smart and and confident and funny and has a great wit and I just thought like if she likes him he must be a really great guy right like because she's such a great woman and so that's how I always looked at it. But then without her as his grounding force, he just like seems like a chicken with his head cut off. A true flop bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and I think funny. he was also, he got so used to her sort of translating for him mm-hmm. in various circumstances that now he's just like, doesn't, he doesn't know what to say or do. And it's also funny to me. I mean, I mentioned the reps earlier, but I just imagine people trying to like 
coach him and then him having these grand ideas of like what he's going to say. And like, I just could picture him backstage like, oh, then I'm going to say this and then that'll trick him. Like he thinks he's pulling the wool over everyone's eyes and, but he's not at all. And I think like, we probably like, we haven't spoken about this, but I get the feeling that we probably know things that happen beyond the, behind the scenes during this time and like how he was behaving. And it's just interesting to watch it on television now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I was the, the co-author of their book. And so I worked with them closely. Yeah. And so like seeing their the dynamic between the two of them, like, like I had said earlier, it was like, you just sort of, think Ariana does do the translating for him in so many ways and right. yeah seeing him flounder a little bit without hers a lot of it loved it yeah. um so he explains like kind of what we all know like, you know it didn't happen at the Mondrian but they had this whatever connection some big talk but they slept together like at CU next Tuesday in the driveway so great so Andy then asks Ariana, like, were you ever suspicious of anything going on? She says, absolutely not. And that at her, as Tom being her loyal partner, like she gave him the benefit of the doubt. And then Sandoval claims that they, he and Raquel were not together during glamping because they took, they slept together, they took a break, and then they got back together during Life is Beautiful. Now, I did my own research on this. We're talking like six weeks. Right, right. It wasn't that far apart, right? No. No, like, like this was like months of time. And also during that, clearly you guys had an emotional affair. Uh, It was unforgivable to me that video that I'm not sure which one of them posted it where her legs are on it. She's on his shoulders. And I know they're Mm -hmm. at some music festival and they were probably on who knows what, but it's still so the audacity of like having an affair and then going so far as to like put her on your shoulders and then post that video on one of either one of your social medias is like fucking crazy. It's Dude, crazy. It's psychotic. I, I know. And you know what? I actually, now that you've said that I'm remembering, cause I saw a video, I guess uh, probably Sheena did on her vlog. Cause she was there. And in the video, you can see that they're like at one part of the stage and she pans over and you can see Raquel on his shoulders, like at a completely other part of the stage, like, or, you know, in the crowd, like on the complete opposite side. So like they were probably just having precious tender moments secretly with each other at this festival. Ew. Yeah. And I think that's why I think they did get off on like going up to the line of. 100%. I, I like they, that's what I think was so appealing between the two of them was like sneaking around in everybody's face. Like. And then uh, I Schwartz obviously gets off with um, Scott free with almost everything, but okay. I thought he looked terrible at this reunion. And I also just think yeah. it's like so fucked up. Sheena brought this up where he, she said something about the glamping trip. And then they showed that flashback footage of oh Tom, my God. Uh, Schwartz sitting at that table and being <clears throat> like, Oh, Raquel likes married guys or something like that. It's like, that's so diabolical that he says this <laughs> on camera. Like we always have to remember that they're on camera. They know what they're, you, you have a more of an awareness of what you're saying. If you're going to be mic'd up and on camera, they've been doing this long enough. Of course, there's going to be moments where you might forget the cameras are there or something. But right. if you've ever been to like one of these tapings or something, it's like, there's a camera person on you. It's not like, you know, what you're saying and doing. There's people around outside of uh, around you that are filming and production. And so the fact that he had even just a t- 
tiny bit of awareness that you're on TV and mic'd up and then still went through saying that after the affair happened in front of Ariana. Like, it's like so fucked up. Right in front of her face. You were like doing a whole comedy set about how she's getting screwed over and she's laughing. She's it's laughing. crazy. Unbeknownst to her. So yeah, shout out to Andy for asking. Uh, I was at BravoCon. You were performing. When you're looking out on the crowd and you're seeing Raquel and Ariana standing right next to each other, does that get you off? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. And also, like, me, yeah. What the ahead. fuck? What the fuck with that band too? I mean, it's just okay. I. I don't know that we're fully. I know James had said something in the reunion about like your fucking band sucks, <laughs> <laughs> but like what? I don't know. I st I would like a sit down just about that. Like, how did you decide to do this? Like, when did you decide to do this? Like, do you think you're a good singer? There was one time earlier in the season where he's like, nobody gives an A plus performance or whatever. It's like, well, actually, like you should try. You should at least try to give a good performance. And right. he's doing so much bongo work. Like, I only have seen TikToks. <laughs> I've never seen the show, but like I've seen a lot of TikToks where he's playing the bongos. And he's like almost get, he has his shirt off and he's got a great body. Like I will give him that, but it's like, there's something so unsettling about the way he's like, seems so, and maybe if I didn't hate him so much from watching this season, I'd feel differently, but it's like, I'm so creeped out by like his movements, <laughs> like just the way <laughs> with his blouse off, the way he's moving and just like, so seemingly into himself more and and into his body like more so than hitting the notes and it's just right. weird I find it all so weird and I it, I feel like they could spend hours just analyzing his performances in that stupid band <laughs> and I want I want the tax returns like how much are you spending oh and I don't think he's making any money on this because also yeah. we've seen online that they were selling the half price <laughs> tickets <laughs> I know that he was at like places like the Gramercy and and I performed at the Gramercy before and mm -hmm. he he wasn't um sold out or anything right. he it seemed like there were lots of seats available not only after they did the two for ones and um <laughs> and so I know what the take home would be I Right. And, and he's paying the whole band. Like I, I'm doing my podcast show and I'm like, my boyfriend is setting up the tech, right. like, like no one else. Like I right. don't have assistants. I don't have hair and makeup, nothing. Right. And so there's just no way he's, if he is making money, it's gotta be like next to nothing. Like it's really? more, it's gotta be more of a branding thing. Cause I can't imagine there's actual money coming in from that thing. And I don't even think they sell merch at those shows. Do they? Have you seen, I don't think they sell any merch, which is a lot of how you can make extra money at those events. And then there was like some events that I'm seeing that are free. And so uh, you, they're at different things and so maybe they pay him but that band is large so unless Very. he's not paying any of those people he can't be making much of anything and these are like seemingly people who are like actual professionals probably getting demanding or commanding decent rates like these aren't just like yeah. people off the street that he met and was like oh you know let's like play in the garage or whatever these are like real musicians <laughs> real musicians and it's gonna cost money to uh, for travel to like travel everyone's instruments and all of that yeah. kind of stuff like that there's a whole big production behind it i'm assuming he has an assistant they've talked about his assistant before mm -hmm. um manager lawyer agent plus uh what was i gonna say oh um yeah just there's i can't imagine there's any money coming oh i i, I don't know if he's it. got yeah like i a lot of times people have hair and makeup people so i'm assuming maybe he's got i don't know if he does because 
I've seen it unless he's got someone doing, sometimes he does that weird eye makeup right. and he's got someone to paint his grippers white all the time, but, but the assistant, all of those fees plus the band, he could be losing money. I don't know. For, I, I don't so. know the exact ins and outs of it. Maybe I'm completely off base here, but yeah, I would I imagine like there's right. not much money. I feel like you're right. Ugh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. So then, you know, Wait, one more thing, Kara, yeah. I just, I'm sorry to no. stop us, but I also wonder if he's paying for those cover songs because you, I think like yeah. te- technically you're supposed to be, especially in that capacity where the whole draw is these songs. Right. I think like technically, I don't know. I, I'm not an expert in that, so I don't want to speak on it, but I think there might be, have to be some sort of fee to license those songs to be like on the road touring with them. Even though he's covering them, I still think... <clears throat> You might be know. right. Like, how much is it costing him to do like "Hey Ya" and "Bombs Over Baghdad"? <laughs> and maybe he just does funny. it and doesn't. I, I think technically you're supposed to do that, but sometimes people bypass those rules or whatever. But so I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure what the copyright would be on that. Um, but yeah, he like for sure thinks that he's Anthony Kiedis on the stage. Like, yeah, he's it, Brandon Boyd. Do you think that Outcast too, or whoever these songs that he's doing, they might not want their songs associated with him? Hello. So, so I also wonder if they've like reached out. If he didn't pay, maybe they've reached out and been like, "Can you stop singing our song?" <laughs> like, like, if I was one of them, I'd be like, "Can you please stop?" Like, I don't want all these TikToks of you butchering our song. <laughs> Can somebody find Andre Three Thousand on a street <laughs> soon, wherever the fuck he is? Is he always doing? <laughs> And let him know what's going on. (laughs) That's who we really need to hear from is like Andre 3000. Like I need to know that I want a full hour sit down, Andy and him. Just like, (laughs) tell me what you think of this. And I want to see like Andy play a clip of him singing this song. Oh my God. Right. Hey, uh, whatever the fuck he sings. And just like, let me know your thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. I want to be in a room where he finds out who Sandoval is, what he's been doing to his music. So, (laughs) oh my God. Um, So, Andy asks Krusty, like, how did we get from you, like, cheating on your girlfriend of nine years with her best friends? And his response is, and I think this is important, Ariana and I kept our relationship pretty private for many years. We have issues. I felt like I was their gay BFF. Like, we put on a front when we were filming, and I even talked to our showrunner. And then we hear him, like, talking at that Christina Kelly event, the event where Lala confronts uh Ariana about the Labor Day party that he her grandmother died and he couldn't get a car out allegedly because he's pooping or he dipped or his friend dipped or whatever the fuck and so Lala said on her podcast that before filming that scene that Ariana kind of had a meltdown and she had to talk to producers about how like I don't understand well why I'm always supposed to be like airing out my dirty laundry with Sandoval so when I'm seeing this clip of him talking to the showrunner about like, oh, you know, we're always hiding our stuff. Mm. I I don't, ugh, I don't like, it's, you're obviously telling two very different stories. Why does she feel like you guys are saying too much, but you're saying that she's not saying enough. Yeah. My theory is that footage that we got, that was like um, where you, they, Tom was mic'd up and then, or Krusty was mic'd up and then. <laughs> Um, they had the audio of it. My theory on that Alex Baskin, where he did the interview with Variety and said there's going to be like stuff that comes out that the cast doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of that scene mm. or more of that audio. And I could be, I don't know that for sure. And I could be totally off base, but I thought they showed a little bit of it 
And it was not really a smoking gun. It was just like Tom saying, we need to show our relationship. I think that's it. And I think it's going to be a, ultimately a letdown and they probably will save it for part three. But that's my conspiracy theory. That could be totally wrong, but that's my theory. Yeah, because I'm with you. I like everything that I'm thinking. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a disappointment because every theory that's come out, I'm like, okay, but why would somebody not sign up because of that? Like, it, it's not, totally. nothing is hitting enough for me to be like, oh, that's really explosive and would change. Yeah. And they're going to sign up for anything. And also- <laughs> The, uh, it's got to be from one of those one-on-ones. Like I don't, right. if it's, they don't know about it. The only other thing I think it could be is like maybe in Raquel's or Rachel's sit down that maybe she would say like somebody else knew or, or something like that. But I still don't think it'd be big enough for someone to not sign on. And of course we know that the producers and stuff, they want to build hype for this. This is like their cash cow at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to say these things. It's the same way as like Andy always giving these interviews before the real houses of orange county or whatever housewives he's like this is a return to form this is so good and it's like you know you could tell when they're lying and i feel that way with the with the real houses in new york reboot i think you could read between the lines and you could see the wording and the way that the people are talking about it and you could see the scheduling of it how it's Mm -hmm. being scheduled and you can look at all those things and it's like they tell us but they tell us how the seasons are. You could tell from all of those kinds of little details. And um, you could see even Atlanta Housewives. I feel like Andy's been sort of quiet about this season. He hasn't right. really been hyping it up. I, I just think you could read between all of those lines. And so, uh, yeah, I think that was a way of uh, the Variety interview was maybe a way of hyping it up. But of course they would do that. I It makes sense. Of, they're trying to sell this stuff. So they're not going to, he's not going to go on there and be like, you don't need to watch the reunion because there's nothing right. new. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense for him, for his show. And his bottom line. I, I'm fully, fully with you. Um, so also in this answering of Sandoval saying, I felt like I was her gay BFF. We were putting on a front when we were filming I, you know, I spoke to the producers about it. Um, did you hear the answer to why did you fuck her best friend? Because I didn't. No, no. And I didn't even think of that, Carol. I mean, I, I don't He doesn't know. He, I feel like he went into this whole thing, like with one or two talking points. Like, I think he yep. went in thinking, oh, I got to say that part about like, thank you all for being there for Ariana. I'm so sorry whatever that one little speech he tried to give. And then James and Ariana were like, (laughs) shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, I think he went in there with like that and maybe uh, tried to figure out a timeline thing, but he wasn't, he couldn't uh, fill him his, he he couldn't go in with too much information because he just couldn't hold it all. He he couldn't get all of the stories straight or couldn't get all of the information straight. So he went in with a couple talking points. And then when Andy or whoever pressed him on it, it's like he just short circuited. Hate him, bitch. Um, (laughs) Crusty bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what he is. So Andy asked Ariana, like, were there parts of your relationship that you hid? And she says, from her perspective, no. And she just feels like Tom's trying to change the narrative because he has to. He's desperate. He'll throw anything at the wall to make it stick. And he used to coach her. Let's keep our story straight. Let's have the same answers. How to put a spin on situations. And he's probably doing the exact same thing to Raquel. So we finally get to the reunion stage. Well, um, wait, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. interrupting you again. I'm so no, sorry. Go ahead. 
Um, I also just want to point out that I did a rewatch recently and all of these things that Ariana had said and, and also that Tom said about like intimacy and, and sex and how she needs to connect with him yes. in order for the sex to be good. Those are all things she's been saying for seasons and they might've been yep. like smaller storylines in the, in the scope of the show, because there's always been these big cheating scandals and stuff, but like Ariana's always been so open about her body image stuff, her mm -hmm. previous relationship and how some of that carried over and how her mental, she health. her mental health, how she needed to, to be connecting with Tom and how she wanted to spend more time with him. And like, those were always things that she had said, but they just weren't big storylines. But so I, I think they always came up. She's always been honest about them. And Tom, the things that he said, I'm thinking uh, in the finale episode, when he was saying these things about intimacy and stuff, it was like, she's always been telling you these things, but you just haven't been paying fucking attention. Right. It's, it's always like, she'll, she'll be honest and he'll move the goalposts. Well, you find me annoying. Okay. Well, okay. So does everybody. What What's the point? Like we can talk about that all day. You're right. And I think again, it, maybe it's a part of it is that he just always wants to be on the main stage and he's upset that their storylines are like kind of being under the radar compared to everybody else's like bombastic bullshit. Um, and maybe yeah. like part of it, he's just like, oh, we don't ever get to be center stage. And he doesn't care what it is. Like if it's yeah. drama or what, whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's a monster. Oh God. Um. So then Lisa shuffles out on a stage and she's like, oh, are we going to get everything sorted out? And I was like, I rolled my eyes immediately. You, I mean, she, yeah. I, you're not mother. Okay. <laughs> no. Now more than ever, I feel like they don't need her around and Ugh. she really showed her ass it was her just so easy ass. for her to be like no you fucked up like there's no it, you're indefensible right now she's she was unbelievable i've been mostly neutral towards lvp like through the beverly hills stuff i'm like i don't stand her i don't hate her but this i'm like ugh, i'm i'm good i'm really good on you and this behavior that she's engaged in all over the stage but she I mean, always does. Yeah. And it, it's weird. It's weird. It's, I think it's also, I, I hate to say it, but I also think part of it is maybe generational and it, you could oh, really sure. see, you could really see the, you could <clears throat> see that and everything she was saying, but I wish she, I don't know. I liked her all season up until sort of the end when all this came out. And then I'm like, man, what are you doing? And I, and I, uh, of course, we can see through. She's just doing it for businesses. I don't think she actually feels a lot of these ways. Maybe some of it she does, but um, she's also trying to save the business. But I don't know. I just sort of think she should just change the fucking name. Like they don't, she owns most of it. And I can't imagine people are really, like really dying to visit a restaurant called Tom Tom after this performance of these two men on this show. I, I can't imagine. And also like, if I just want to pose a very messy question, that uh, maybe she can't say anything because her own son-in-law has some uh, ink ink on a lot of papers. In, wait, but in I wait. Can you behavior. can you explain this to me? Because I saw somebody. Had, I just saw a DM about this, but I didn't. I must have missed this story or something. Are you talking about um, Pandora's husband? Yeah, yeah. So Jason was involved in a lawsuit. I believe it's still ongoing, alleging like a lot of sexual harassment on his end and just like inappropriate behavior. So, oh, oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Yep. Did so. she, wait? So did she say anything about it? No. LVP. I mean, I feel like how could you? And like, how can you be so 
rallying against these men when something's going on in your own house. <laughs> so you know, not to take us off track, but I, during my rewatch, it was so fascinating to watch how they tried to like kind of shove Pandora on the show a few different times. Like it happened multiple times where they, she was doing a blog and had to hire Stasi, or she was having a wedding event or whatever. It was like, they tried multiple times. So and, hard. and my take on that was probably LVP and Ken or whoever, uh, they tried to go to production and be like, we really want to get Pandora on here. <laughs> and same, <laughs> the same thing happened with Max too, where they tried to sort of shove him on the show. And I just imagine behind the scenes conversations of them trying to be like, well, we need to get them on the show. And then production, like sort of appeasing them sometimes and like giving them these moments, but like the audience just flat out rejecting them <laughs> in every way. <laughs> no. <laughs> we said, no. absolutely not. We're not interested. <laughs> uh yeah this is beyonce and america's got a problem like no like absolutely not no <laughs> hard no we're not interested it doesn't matter how many times you try they would like try a little bit and then there'd be six episodes of neither of the two of them and then there'd be like another episode where they try to shove them in or they tried to start max dating someone or whatever it was right. it's like nope we're never going to be interested in them stop trying to make them happen <laughs> Somebody once said that Pandora looked like a hammerhead shark. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, so then we get to see the revenge dress in all its glory. And uh, what a sight. Yeah, what it's beautiful. Sight. Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And good on her for being able to hold that pose for however many hours oh. she had to sit in that chair. That cannot have been easy. Cannot. Totally. Um, totally. Crustache walks out. And I just love this moment where Ariana is just like, oh, he looks like shit. And I love the moment when you're like really over somebody and the spell of you being attracted to them is gone. And you're like, ooh, this is what you really look like? Yeah. And when their insides are revealed, that's when you're kind of, oh, of yeah. course, so repulsed by the outside. Wait, who did you like the looks-wise outside of Ariana? Like, what did you think of the other looks? Um, I, okay. I Katie and I have a long time beef with her fashion. And mm. it's gotten to the point where I feel like personally, the choices that she makes are to hurt my feelings. And <laughs> so I will say that her makeup was giving. I love mm -hmm. the eyeliner and the dress was good. It's probably the best thing that I can remember her wearing. It was a little maternity for me. Like mm -hmm. I felt like we could have showed the body a little bit more, but it was good. I'd give it like a B plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lala. Good. Mm -hmm. Fine whatever i think maybe we could have taken like one track out of sheena's hair yeah, that well, I, yeah. yeah i didn't like sheena i didn't love sheena's hair there yeah. was there like a, a streak in it or something or there was a, a couple of blonde highlights yeah i i wasn't loving that i wasn't loving yeah. it but yeah other than that good yeah it was like a little you know like Teresa, like Teresa's wedding almost mm -hmm. a little too much hair <laughs> yeah yeah on there um, and then, you know, James, obviously number one guy in the group, and I will not be speaking about the other two. So yeah, great. great. <laughs> what did you think? Who do you think was best dressed? Yeah. You know, I liked Katie's outfit more watching it in motion or like <laughs> on the stage or whatever than I did when they like first came out with those looks. Although I did like it then. I just, I, I really liked her sitting down, I thought. And yeah. I'm so fascinated by this whole concept now about like sitting down dresses for Bravo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked her and I thought Lala looked great. I Sheena, I just didn't like the hair. Um mm -hmm. 
and but she looked great. I mean, yeah, the and LVP was wearing a dress that we've seen before. I think it was like a Giselle dress or something. Giselle, which yep, yep. I don't know that any, I don't know. I feel like before any sort of on-camera event, you should Google like, did Giselle wear this dress before? And then if so, <laughs> you should say, I know. Giselle <laughs> specifically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you were, if you're shopping at the same place, not that she did, Giselle's beautiful and LVP is beautiful, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Although, like, stylistically, I would say they're probably in the same pool in terms of quality. Mm -hmm, Consistency. Mm -hmm. I do love Andy's hair seems to be getting whiter, and I like Mm -hmm. that. I I do love that. He's... He's got energy, you guys. If if you've ever been with him, there's there's a vibe there. And I'm... Even for me. Even for me, I felt a little something. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Certain times, so I really look at Andy's hair, which is so weird but like so i just like his his hair journey is interesting to me and i love the white like the more white it gets i like it better yeah i i, I agree i agree i love a salt and pepper vibe it's sexy to me yeah. um oh, also what did you think about raquel in her yin yang sweater i mean <laughs> raquel i it's She's like so beautiful. Like if you just were to like see just a picture of her, but then anytime she's in motion, I just feel like there's a blankness there. Like a, um, just a blank stare or just an emptiness. Have you ever been around her? I have. Um, yeah. And I interviewed her on my show and I've met her, I think at least once or twice. Um, and I, I just always thought she was like a sweet dummy, but I didn't realize like she was just like a mean dummy, <laughs> but I, I always thought she was like sweet. And I, yeah. obviously we were all fooled, but I'm easily fooled too. I should say that, but. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, but I think we, we, yeah, I think we all were though. Yeah. How are you yeah. to know that like her doll setting was set on evil? You didn't know. Yeah. Like, and we're finding out so much, but I always thought, I just thought she was sweet, but like not a lot. I don't, I never really like got any personality from her other than like sweet dummy mm, right she's she's megan she, she really is um so annie points out <laughs> to schwartz hey this is your first uh reunion not sitting next to katie and he goes yeah wow <laughs> and i love that james is like i didn't even realize <laughs> he's just the worst he, he is the worst and then this whole excuse even after the reunion i've been hearing interviews with some of the other cast members like sheena and lala or whoever and i still feel like he they make excuses for him or like i've heard them say and forgive me i don't know who said it but i've heard them say like oh he just wants everyone to get along and stuff and it's like well you could still want that without like doing some of these crazy things like the glamping comment or some of these things that he keeps saying and doing in their faces like he knew about everything that was going on or that Eastie boys truck scene, food truck scene. It's like, well, he could want everyone to get along and like still not be like that. Yeah. He's I like, I've really turned on him in the past few weeks. Just like him perpetually lying about what he knew, when he knew it, how he was not a participant when he very clearly was like more active participant than maybe even Raquel at times. And it's just, it's just very like, ugh, I, I find him very vile at this point. And he did never stand up for Katie ever, he didn't. ever, ever, ever. And uh, so then like, don't marry her. Like, why did you marry? Because whoever you do marry, you should have their back pretty, whether or not they're right. Like <laughs> there, yeah. you could, I always think like in a, in a long-term relationship like that, like you 
have their back publicly because that's your, your ride or die. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you get home at night, you could be like, oh, look, I didn't really agree with you. But when I see over the years, seeing him say these things on, not have her back on camera, I'm like, that's so fucked up. Like you should have and her he, back. And then when you go home from filming, take the mics off and be like, look, I didn't agree with you there. Right. And he, the way he even like rewrites history in real time of being like, oh, we've done a lot to work on our post-divorce relationship. And Katie has to be like, no, we haven't. Like yeah. what? Yeah. It, it's gotta be so frustrating to watch him just lie and just be like so easy breezy about it. And then again, she has to be the bitch basically who is like, no yeah. <laughs> like let's be in reality here it's very annoying it, it's well, and, I, yeah. and during my rewatch I actually asked I was on watch what happens live with Katie and this mm -hmm. came up in the after show and I thought it was like such a, a great moment because I had just rewatched and um Tom Schwartz obviously had cheated on her like a, a bunch of times like it happened before the marriage and then it happened the first time after they were married he had like made out with someone at a club and it was just very excused yeah, on the show okay. right well, let's, let's pause pause real yeah. quick okay when they say make out let's just know that they're not saying they don't actually mean make out okay go exactly. on exactly yes i totally agree yeah but it was just excuse of like oh he got drunk and he just didn't, didn't know and it it happened really quickly like it was the season after the wedding yep. it gets brushed under the rug and katie's like well you know don't let it happen again and i found that so weird to watch back because it was like Katie was covering for him. Clearly, because yep. She was like trying, she knew that it had to come out or whatever, but she's like, oh, nothing happened. She's sort of brushed it under the rug. And I asked her about it and she was like, she said in the after show on Watch What Happens Live, she was just like a broken woman and and she wasn't strong enough to like, I don't want to paraphrase, but you know, she was just a kind of a broken woman in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's just so, it's so sad to watch her in that season right after they got married and there is no excuse for it and even if it was just a makeout it was like well why are you getting so drunk at a club after you're newly married without your wife and uh so drunk so that you just accidentally are making out with people yeah it's so it's weird can't find you and you're like oh i fell asleep on the beach what yeah it's weird and also i understand if if you're in a long-term relationship and somebody cheats and you want to move past it. Like I'm totally supportive of whatever the couple decides to do in that circumstance. But I don't think Katie wanted to excuse it at that time. I think it was just like, she was, she was point. confused and, yeah. and she, and so she excused it. And now I'm so happy that she's out of that relationship because watching something like that, it's like, Oh, please get out of that. Get out of that. Like, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it's, and I, and I empathize with her. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people have been in situations where you're just like, ugh. I, I can't <laughs> like, yeah like I don't want to deal with like, it like we just it, already dealt with this and you're doing it again now it's a pattern and but right. do I want to go through the trouble of like getting a divorce on camera and the, right. all of it blah 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 right shout out to her so uh, Andy asks James how it feels to be the number one guy in the group and he's like well it's not hard to compete when I'm working at shorts and a fucking clown and amen <laughs> to that so then we start off with the affair the flashbacks Allie the astrologer she knows Ken whatever Lala expressing her doubts and so Andy asks like is there anything you want to say to Ariana or the group at large crustache and he's like I just want to thank everybody for being and then James is like no pull yourself together man this is not Oscars not Emmys I don't get sad sack shit I don't this is bullshit 
the way that they just like they do not give that man one second not one it was so funny to me did you feel like it was too chaotic because i didn't but i'm seeing i I saw people people were saying like it was too chaotic and i was like no actually i loved how chaotic it was (laughs) some of you guys haven't watched enough bad girls club and it shows (laughs) it's true it's true it's true (laughs) and i know um sometimes with housewives especially in the reunions they could be a little snoozy or slower paced but but vanderpump rules like i don't think has ever been slow paced it's always much quicker the storylines move much faster especially i want seasons one through six like they run through stories so quickly right and so this to me feels like a return to that and maybe it's been snoozy for a while, so people weren't expecting it. But I'm like, oh, no, we're back to form. Like, this is how a Vanderpump episode should be. Like, uh, there should be a lot of craziness going on. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Call him a pussy. Put yourself together. Ariana is so activated. And her voice is just a little husky because I know she's been ripping cigs like crazy over the past few weeks. And I love that mm-hmm. for her. And and I, I love the, the fervor and the anger and the edge to it. It adds. Mm-hmm. There's like a camel edge that comes with your voice. And I like it. Totally. Uh, and I don't know what her, I forget what her sign is, but I, yeah. I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra. And I always mm-hmm. think like, I'm, people can walk all over me for a long period of time because I just want everyone to like, I'm a little bit like Schwartz in that way. Like, I just want everyone to be nice and get along. But as soon as like I snap, it's like, then I, will completely snap and I feel like Ariana's similar in that way like she's always really nice and like cool collected got level-headed but when don't don't push her over that line because then once she does snap you're fucked Candy Burris yes exactly (laughs) right I love both of them (laughs) push people to the line but like be careful what you're doing because as soon as you push too far you're fucked and I'm watching, I'm just getting closer to the TV, like, say it, girl, mm-hmm. I want to hear it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he tries to be like, oh, you know, like, I love you. I apologize. It's the worst thing possible. You, She didn't deserve what happened. And Ariana just being like, nothing happened. You did it. I love that. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, so then he like he's apologizing and James and Lala are just like full peanut gallery like that didn't hit for me I wasn't even listening mm-hmm. what did he say <laughs> so, um, so yeah Andy asked Ariana what the conversations have been like between she and Krusty and he says she says he's been victim blaming me this whole time like so if he's up here trying to squeeze out a tear I don't believe it I don't yeah. believe what came out of his mouth. He's fucking bullshit. He can fuck off. It just happened for way too long, I think. Yeah. It's like there you were just doing it for too way too long. Way too long. And it's crazy that nobody that he he didn't have the guilty conscience to say something. And yeah. to to point it around and just be like nasty towards her. You're telling Sheena you guys were never friends. You're telling Sheena that Ariana and Sheena were never friends. Like just just so nasty and so rude. Wait, also we just have to also mention amongst all of this happening, Rachel's in that fucking trailer a hundred yards away and literally <laughs> smiling. Like it that was yeah. crazy to me that she's smiling. And I I didn't see the whole peacock thing, but from what I sort of skimmed through of the uncensored peacock, it seemed like there was additional shots of Raquel, mm-hmm. Rachel sitting in that trailer smiling and laughing. And laughing. The, that's crazy. Laughing. She the laughed crazy at her. It, it's it, yeah it's crazy making it, it i don't under i don't get her like i feel like i understand a lot of people i she is a mystery 
a mystery. Like how, and I can't wait for her to get on that stage to see, is she going to be smiley again? Because at the bare minimum, you'd think somebody would advise her, like, don't laugh on camera. Like, even if she is giddy and smiley, like anyone who's in her orbit, a makeup person, a hair person, or family member, assistant, somebody should say, Hey girl, like, it doesn't look great for you to be like smiling on camera. It doesn't matter if somebody said something funny, like you should just maybe this for, uh, you should just spend the next couple of hours. Like, just don't be laughing. Don't be giggly. Like right. you can be not showing another, or you could show other emotions, but like, just don't be giggly. <laughs> unreal. 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 And I've met a lot of bitches and I just, I'm shocked that I can't make any sense of her at all. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And then we talk about how like he was coming in the house. Cressy was like moving in and out of the house, devil may care, yelling at people who were there in support of Ariana, you know, just like did not seem to have any uh, awareness for the fact that like, maybe she wanted some space and that you were the one who should give it to her by getting the fuck out. Like, yeah, like that's so think? sick to me. Like get out of the fucking house. Get out. Just give her the house. Like go stay at a hotel, stay at Rachel's house, stay at Schwartz's apartment, Schwartz, like, you're literally anywhere else. Like it's unacceptable for you to be at that house. It- I don't care that you own half of it. Like you were the one who screwed up. You were the one who did this to this other person. If you have actual any remorse, like get out of the house. And get I think we've all, I've heard things about those days after about at that house and mm-hmm. it's like just like get out like I just the things I've heard of him acting at that house it's like get yep. out of there you're being inappropriate you're just get out wild stuff yeah. wild behavior what did they, you hear what did you hear I mean just like he was being an asshole and just like yeah. exactly what was said like he was screaming at people he was being mean and also like being mean to her but like kind of vacillating between like being the number one asshole and like kind of being contrite towards people but then just like just like very opposite behavior very quickly just like mm-hmm. just a lot yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah just get out of the house there's no excuse for it just get out go anywhere else anywhere else anywhere else and in the uh never before scene from the finale he's over there under the galaxy lights in Raquel's studio showing her a video I guess he took driving past the house and all the cars are outside of all her friends and he's complaining he is complaining oh uh I wasn't able to have a birthday party last year Ariana complained and look other than all these people at my house now fuck you oh just the worst you know the yeah the thing that really bothered me, not to go backwards in time, but there was a one episode where he said something about like how he is the one who maintains friendships with people mm-hmm. in the in their coupledom. And how's that work? Yeah. And I don't think that's true at all. Like no. I think he obviously is the partier or the one to take shots with people at the bar, but she's the one who maintains like deep actual actual friendships with people and uh i feel like you can see that from just the amount of friends that were at the house like you just mentioned it's like she had people that were immediately there and had her back because she developed close actual friendships with people because she was spending time with them not doing just like going out bar clubbing situations and right and that was that was my experience working with them. It was like, I got close with her because I w- would see her for dinner or lunch or she'd come over or whatever. But with him, you know, I, you see in those like kind of 
party at club atmospheres or at a bar or something. And or, so it really bugs like, me when he said that. Yeah, I feel like he is like he he's obviously somebody who feels like I need to get a return on my investment. So I do all these performative things. I'll come to your party uh-huh. and do a little dance, like Backstreet Boys dance move on the, on the, on the dance floor, or I'll pay for your uh, proposal or I'll splash out cash here. Yes. And yeah, he's not understanding that real friendships are formed on the couch, watching 50 episodes of love Island. Right. That's how right. it's made. Okay. Right. You know, I've, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better than like watching TV with friends. Like I, Hello. And I love that this season of Vanderpump Rules has like brought people together to watch, and it's <laughs> right. they're, they're, it's way more fun to watch things as a group. And I know bars are starting to do mm-hmm. the Vanderpump viewing parties, and I hope we sort of keep that energy up for other housewives or for other shows that we all like because it's so much more fun. I think there's like a, a legitimate like people should start creating bars where that is what you guys can do. You can watch reality TV. You can watch. You know, I think that's actually a brilliant idea. Brilliant. Um, God. So Lala asked Andy, like, is it healthy for them to still be living together? Obviously, the answer to that is no. Then she says, Sandoval is Randall. She couldn't get him to stay home. And then when they broke up, she couldn't get them the fuck out of the house. And that he's like a fucking narcissist. And everybody needs to be warned about him because he's dangerous. And then LVP says, Lala, that's actually a ridiculous stance to say and you know, that Sandoval's a dangerous person. And Lala's like, I didn't ask for anybody's opinion. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Just I loved them it. finally going up against yes. LVP. And uh, Ariana did too, but she sort of walked it back a little bit. A little I, wish bit. She, I wish she wouldn't have because, yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate Lala for this. I don't appreciate her for much. But this is yeah. one of them where being like, Lisa's like, well, you have my opinion. And Lala's like, that's great. I reject it. He was sleeping next to her. He didn't have to do that to her. Like, what is she advocating for in this situation? Did you watch that Randall documentary? No, I need to. I heard No, you don't need to. I didn't like I it. Don't. No, I didn't. Th- I mean, <laughs> I I thought like, I, I don't know. I didn't really love it. Did there you was... find, because this yeah. is a Hulu doc, right? Yeah, I think it was, that's where I watched it. I think it's okay. like ABC News Hulu. Yeah, ABC's not great. Like, they they hit it out of the park with the first one, with the mm-hmm. Housewife and the Hustler, and then they lost me with Jen, and then I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. It's all about who they interview, and I, I think right. it must be challenging for them because they can't really get the people who are on Bravo to do it. They get Dana on there again? No, who is? Oh, yeah, no, they, they didn't have Dana on this they one, but me. yeah, it's like a, a weird mix of... Uh, you want to hear from Lala and they had like Lala's mom. And it's like, well, I only want to hear with from Lala. And then Lala did like another LA times interview that I was like, well, why I wish she would have just either done the documentary or something was obviously probably blocking. Maybe Bravo PR was like, no, we don't want you to do that. But it's those live and die off like the interview subjects. And I just, I didn't really learn much new stuff. So maybe that's like why I didn't like it. So maybe if somebody didn't know much, they, they would enjoy it more. Great. You're doing me a favor because I really want to get back to Selling Sunset. So that's. Uh, I'm obsessed with this season of Selling Sunset. I mean, not, it's so good. To me, it's the best season they've had. I'm so excited. And like, I don't miss Christine at all. Sorry. No. And they're all much more activated. If people have maybe worried about Selling Sunset because Christine's gone, like, I think it's better than ever. They have multiple villains instead of just one. It's good. I I fully, fully agree. Um, So. Andy then asks Ariana that how early in the season 
like we said, she had already been making comments about how she and Tom didn't spend enough time together. And she said it on camera. And we all saw it. <laughs> and she said, mm-hmm. and then he's like, it, was that the divide in the relationship? And Ariana's like, no, the divide was that he was fucking other people. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so then mm-hmm. Lisa, for whatever reason, tries to be like, well, other people are different from Raquel. And Ariana's like, okay, well, he fucked other people too. Like, what do you want? <laughs> mm-hmm what do you want this fucking fucker is at fault because he's the one that made these choices and yeah then andy asked crusty what do you think caused the end of the relationship and he's like oh you know over time our connection just dissipated blah 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 did you ever discuss these things andy asked and ariana's like yeah i mean we're together for nine years like obviously we had these conversations she also said and call her daddy that the conversation that they had towards the end on the couch where he was like oh i feel like you don't like me you're annoyed by me you just want to watch you know do beyonce karaoke why am i not included she says that they had had an off-camera conversation that night before where he was screaming at her for like 45 minutes wow yeah i mean there was i'm it's always interesting to look at all these things and realize that like off-camera everyone's going to be a little different yeah. because that's just the nature of the beast. But yeah, you, I sometimes wonder, I'm like, well, how different was that conversation off camera the night before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think there's things uh, no one knows about how people act behind closed doors on this show. Right. Right. Oh, um, so then Annie brings up like the intimacy, the comment about being glorified roommates. And she's like, no, we were intimate but also let's be clear like whether or not we had intimacy issues doesn't excuse literally anything that he did you work on it or you break up so like we can go through the ins and outs of our relationship but it's fucking pointless <laughs> yeah I agree. I agree well and i've seen that argue with some of those contrarian people that we yes. mentioned earlier it's like that's a lot of the argument is like they were glorified roommates and she didn't want to have sex with them so like of course the guy's gonna go do whatever and it's like that's the craziest thing ever like then get out of the relationship. That's totally fine if he's not, if that's not the kind of standard of a relationship that he wants, totally get it. But then leave the relationship. Don't be cheating with her best friend. Or people were also saying that when it came to Schwartz and Katie earlier in the season before all the Scandival stuff, I I saw people saying, or people would DM me this of like, uh, Katie forced Schwartz to marry her. And it's like, what? Like, why are we putting that on her? Like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, she don't, no, she doesn't force an, a grown man to say I do on an altar. Like he right. is an adult human being. Like, so why are you, he can say, I don't want to be in this marriage or I, and if that's not the standard of marriage he wants for himself, like that's understandable. But like to s- pretend that Katie forced him down the aisle, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so weird. Like people really have to understand that you cannot like somebody and it doesn't mean that they're just like this all-encompassing Ursula-like demon who's like leading the charge and she's got all her puppets in order and like doing all this stuff like that's not how it works he made choices yeah these people make choices he doesn't go over she is not the one who kicked it over to Kyle Chan and got that ring he did right right he knew what he he was getting into so if he didn't want to get into it don't get into it don't get into it don't don't bathe in a lake and then get married on wednesday (laughs) the fact that he did not even bother to get in the shower many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash everyone's business. Disgusto. So uh, then Andy asked, like, did anybody else have reservations about the relationship? Uh, like, Krusty and Ariana's relationship. Schwartz, of course, he nods, because what else is he going to do? And then Sheena <laughs> says, not, not until Lala brought things up more recently, which we find out about January. They had a conversation where Lala's like, okay, I really think something's going on. And I think this was the moment where Raquel had gone up to like Northern California for a show, but she didn't post it on Instagram anywhere. And so Sheena was like, oh, and then she, Raquel had also turned her location on, which I just love that Sheena's like, I have everybody's location. I'm following them all the time. She turned it off. That was weird. (laughs) I love her. I love her. And she, she should be the one touring with music. Hello. Like what is, she should be the one with the whole ass band singing fucking good as gold in every city across the country. (laughs) good as gold and the good as gold uber eats version yes i agree <laughs> just do two songs i feel like she's got another one that in rewatch i really liked but i can't remember what it is can now. you freak bitch oh yeah 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 i love that one <laughs> can you freak bitch is a a total hit and i also love i mean the lala james song ain't nobody mm-hmm. got me feeling like i'm feeling you yep. like that's <laughs> the those these are the the hits of our generation that we want to hear live on tour yeah Send them to Coachella, okay? Yeah. Have you the seen crowd. the videos of like James's DJing across the country? Like it just oh. when he plays, I saw a clip of him playing the Vanderpump Rules theme song, and I was like, <laughs> "That's the kind of show I want to be at." Yeah, he looks like Tiesto up there. He looks great. I want to see James with a shirt off in front of yeah. a crowd, not not Sandoval. Okay. Yeah, it's, I think James Sandoval's is hot. A liar. Yeah. When Sandoval was talking about James's hair, I was like, "You should not be talking." Like Hello. James's hair is so much better, and you have had like the worst hairstyles throughout the years you like have fucking grease paint in your hair like you are not one to talk at all at no. all 
No. And like, I, we know, I actually we know misre- I misremembered. What? Do you remember that season where he did the photos with Joe Simpson? <laughs> of course you remember. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But for some reason, I misremembered that. Like, I, he had white streaks in his hair, but I uh-huh. always thought he had like white beads in his hair. <laughs> I think they were like a braid. Were they a bead a braid or something? situation? Kind of like like Christina Aguilera's dirty period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, like the white and black braid. But even I, so, it's like that was the craziest fucking hairstyle. And so you, and not that I have any room to talk with like looks or fashions or anything like that, but it, of all people on stage to like go after his hair. And then not only that, but it was also like a, a recycled dig from the Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Right. Not even a good one. I mean, the, it was good the first time, but we're not going to pull Elisa Rinna on James Kennedy. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Can, doing I, that. can I derail us again? Like, what do you think Absolutely. is going to happen with Lisa Rinna in general? Oh. <laughs> like, where do you think <laughs> this is a large conversation? But her life path. You know, it's been very interesting because I am like a little bit of a fashion girly. So I've been witnessing over, you know, after like right after she left, fired, put up whatever she did, whatever happened to her. Were you about to say put up to pasture? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When she was put out to pasture. Colonies. Um So uh, I noticed that like right after that was like a bunch of fashion weeks over in Europe, like, and Mm -hmm. so she was doing that thing. And I don't think it hit Mm -hmm. like she was getting a lot of attention, but I don't know if it really translated to anything over here. So my answer to that is does depends have a big enough budget for her again, because she might Mm -hmm. need to think about that. Yeah. What are your yeah, thoughts? I feel similarly. I, I don't know. I That fashion stuff that happened right after she was put out to pasture, I think was interesting that it it felt like it could have been a moment, but then it sort of fizzled. Mm-hmm. And even like in you know, paper magazine, like closed right after it happened. <laughs> like immediately after. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I, I kind of thought like some, she was having a moment and that it might translate to something else, but then it fizzled. And so now I'm just like, well, where does she go from here? And and I keep saying I would like to see her on some sort of like nightly soap or something, a uh, mm. scripted thing, because controversial opinion, I think she's actually a good actress. Mm. But uh, I don't really know where she fits in because I don't know that we really have those types of shows anymore. Unfortunately, like the, the soapy stuff is all the highbrow things that Nicole Kidman is doing now. Exactly. That's so what, it's like, where thinking, does she like, fit in? Right. We should get her on like a... Oh, maybe like a, a true crime story brought to life. Like, can we get her on? But don't you think like Con- they're going to get like Connie Britton? Like why? Right. If you're casting, if you're casting, even for like one of. Neighbor. She can't be main cast. Yes. She'll be a neighbor, even yeah. for one of the ones that's like not, we're not talking. There's like levels. Like you got the Nicole Kidman ones, the Reese right. Witherspoon ones, whatever. Then you kind of have those Connie Britton ones, right. which are like the lower <laughs> range and it's like at what point do we get to the lisa renna ones because those murder there are so many murder mysteries because after that you have to go to like like arquette like she she's she's maybe like a step down yeah you're like what number on the list for casting is lisa renna because i just don't know that they're now back in the day when they were doing like a melrose place reboot and I guess that was a different time. And she was in traffic trying to get on that Melrose Place uh, reboot. So if you haven't seen those photos, I highly encourage it. I but, but at least like something like those CW shows 
you could kind of picture her now playing like the mother of someone or right. or something like that. But I just don't know scripted wise where she fits in. She doesn't really fit in a comedy sitcom world. No. I just don't know. Yeah, they're going to have to do like a, yeah, like a teen comedy went to Netflix and she's like the mom. Or I could see someone like, do you watch the other two on HBO? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I oh, could see someone, I, I could see someone like that kind of vibe leaning into the ridiculousness of it and casting her as like a funny bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like they had Leah from Ross in New York right. and the other two, but I could see them casting Lisa mm-hmm. Renna in like a larger role as a joke, but then. Parody kind of. Yeah. yeah. But then that's like a one-off thing, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. Harry? People tune in for Vanderpump Rules and we just did like a career <laughs> retrospective on Lisa Renna. <laughs> Harry's got to get out of that garden and back to work. Uh, and I did just hear that they, I don't know if this was a joke, but she had posted on social media or something that they're going to jar Harry's sauce. And no. I'm like, things, okay, things are dire. <laughs> things are dire in that household. And so we're not sure where she's going, no. but I am fully fascinated to see like, well, what happens next? Because she's, she's not the, she's been around forever and always kind of pops up somewhere i mean whether uh, back in the day you'd be watching an episode of entourage and then suddenly she's flirting with turtle on the show (laughs) and so she's gonna be and that's a fact that wasn't a made-up thing she was in an episode of entourage um but so where she's gonna be popping up but i just don't know where i don't know where makes sense to me and i've been racking my brain to try to figure it out and i just don't know so we'll have to wait and see watch what happens live (laughs) will the renaissance actually happen watch what happens Go to bravotv.com for more information. <laughs> for more information. Oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, Sheena's talking about, like, the January of it all. And she's like, you know, Ariana said she she confronted Ariana about these rumors about Lala's reservations and was assured from Ariana they had been intimate that month. Their communication was better. They were in a good place. And we cut to the trailer where Raquel's looking at the screen like a puppy who just heard a new noise, like a squeak toy. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, is that real? That's sad ass trailer. Ugh, loser, loser. I, I bet they were also so mad that they had to get a trailer because they had the dressing rooms in that space. And right. I imagine those trailers are expensive because if you watch the Real Houses Miami reunion, they like threw a hundred cast members in one trailer. Like they, <laughs> they <laughs> made them all like triple up in those trailers because they didn't want to give everyone a separate trailer. And so they, Bravo was probably pissed that they had to buy that trailer or rent that trailer. And last minute, too, because she didn't even commit until like two days before to go into that reunion. Yeah. And there were at least two separate trailers outside of they already had to rent out that space that they filmed it in that had the green rooms or dressing rooms inside. And they at least had to get two outside trailers because Brock was Sheena had told me in a separate trailer. Ah. So there were at least two. Do we know? Um, I don't know. They I done Sheena's show last week and they said mm-hmm. Brock was like watching from Sheena's trailer. So I think when Sheena goes to her trailer, then we'll see Brock like sort of in there. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. But I kind of uh, wish they would have put him and this would have been inappropriate, but I wish they would have thrown him in the Raquel trailer and then <laughs> somehow like flipped had the same trailer. And I would have just loved to see the awkwardness of just having Brock with Rachel in that trailer <laughs> or or literally anyone else. Like it was I think there could have been something funny to have Allie in that trailer or or whoever, somebody. Charlie, Satchel. somebody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don, the Don. Any of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a that's a brilliant point. If we could turn back time, I would have liked to see that. 
um so Andy asked Krusty, like, why didn't you just come clean to your friends? Why didn't you come to clean to Ariana? And James is like, yeah, why didn't you tell us? But like, you know, he did tell. He did tell. He told Schwartz. He did tell mm-hmm. his friends. Schwartz knew yeah. the whole time. So Lisa, again, stands up for Krusty and was like, you know, I think it's more important that Ariana knew. And it's like, again, why do you keep saying these things? It doesn't matter. These are yeah. like technicalities that don't mean shit. I think all. the only thing... The only kind of sliver Lisa Vanderpump should have said to like stick up for them is maybe say like, don't vandalize the property or Mm -hmm. uh, what they did was terrible, but we want to make sure that their, um, you know, um, mental health is okay. Or like some of those kinds of things. But, but she was just leaning into other sort of excuses for these guys. And it's like, what the fuck are you thinking? Right. It didn't make any sense to me. Then we get to this part of like, whether or not james and sandoval were brothers because sandoval again as apparently he's been doing diminishing his relationships with people so that he can like skirt responsibility we weren't brothers i only talked to you once a month and then they're like but you also paid for half a richella like it's there's been like a big brother little brother situation and crusty's response is like well you call me big bro like that wasn't me like f- shut mean it's just mean stuff and, and so james is like yeah this just goes to show how much of a friend you never were you're an opportunist and then they're like oh how am i an opportunist you thought Chris to get on the show and you use my condoms <laughs> i know and it was a big distinction between again 21 years old and 42 years old like 42. and uh living in that a house you that for, you for that one by the way for getting that news out well, did you notice in this reunion episode, James kept saying he was 42. Mm-hmm. He kept saying that. And it's like, I don't know the exact number, but it's funny to me. I it's do know that. There. Yeah. It's um, around there. But, but I mean, it also is a fair the, point to be like, I was half your age when I was doing this stuff. Yeah. And also, I just want to point out the financial thing of him paying for the Richella. I think it was ten or 15000 that he spent on that. So obviously, he has money even though he had to get money help from his parents or whoever to do shorts and sandies it's like if you had 15k or 10k to like attribute to your buddy's uh engagement then you should have enough money to like get a hotel rented for Hello. this whole thing post scandal so that's yeah. not an excuse i will not i don't know if he's used that as an excuse but if he does i will not accept it because you paid 10k for a thing you could afford an airbnb agreed agreed Go back to St. Louis and crash with your mom or something. Yeah, and also that we haven't even scratched the surface of all that stuff too, because th- there's rumors that he brought Rachel back there. And then I don't know if Ariana said on this interview, maybe it was the call her daddy thing where his family hadn't reached out. And I had heard, and I don't know if this came out or if I had just heard it, but like that his family, uh, when she had visited, that's when they found out. And this was like back in january or something and it's like also kind of fucked up to me that they didn't say anything now i know that they're his family and like whatever i get it but if if my brother did that and obviously you're like i'm close with my sister-in-laws because of my brothers brought them into my life right Right. and so if i found out that my brother was having an affair on his wife which is essentially what tom and ariana were they weren't legally married but they were together nine years built a house or owned a house together essentially yeah and so if i found out my brother did that to my sister-in-laws i'd be like you need to tell her or i'm going to in a day or whatever so it also is weird to me i get that there is family but i 
if I was in that situation, not to like get on a fucking high horse or whatever, but I'd say to my brothers, you got to tell her, or I'm going to in a week or this weekend or whatever the date is. And it's weird to me that they didn't. He brought her home and like, they didn't say, Tom, this is bad. And that they haven't had anything to say to her since. Like, I hope you're okay. Like, I just sent a text nothing? message. You could still, obviously he's their family, but like you could still text and say, I'm so sorry that this all happened this way. Yeah. Something. It just feels very cold. Very yeah, cold. But, but all of it's cold. I mean, even Rachel's text to Ariana where it was like, yeah. I don't know what else to say, but I'm so, so sorry. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like you should have had something else to say. <laughs> Anything? Anything. Anything. Maybe uh, no matter what she said, we'd kind of be piecing it out. But still, it felt like just one little sentence is your apology. Like, come on. Ugh, gross. Well, I say that, but I also just said on my show that I think Tom should have went into the reunion and like literally just said, I'm so sorry I fucked up and like not yeah. said anything else. Like anytime yeah. Andy asked him a question, what he should have said, it's just like, I was being so, I was so stupid. Like I, I was totally fucked up. I'm so sorry. Like, and that's it. You shouldn't be given any sort of excuses or butts or anything. I, I fully, oh, fully, fully agree with you. Uh, he's vile. He's vile, vile. And at this point, James and Tom are like yelling at each other, uh, you know. And Tom's like, James is like, I don't want you to stick up for me. You're a pussy ass bitch. Your band sucks dick. You're nothing. You're nobody. You're a loser. Your fucking bar is gonna go down the drain. You backstabbing hoe. Ah. Uh, and then they're like getting in each other's face. Andy's cards are flying everywhere. Do you know I felt anything like about? uh Schwartz and Sandy's how it's actually doing I know Schwartz said I think good bad. yeah like I I thought people are kind of going there for the spectacle I don't know because I actually looked to see if their reviews are still like one star as Tom was saying and they've gone up to a 2.5 and <laughs> the ones that I saw were all consistently about four or five stars and they were recent and it wasn't like you know, they were genuine compliments. Like we like the food, we like the drinks, we like the ambiance. Like it was a vibe. So I, I think yeah. we're gonna be fine, unfortunately. And I really don't think Yelp reviews matter anymore because every time I go on Yelp now, I know every review is good for because I only look up restaurants on there when I'm going to a restaurant or ordering takeout or something like that's the only time I go to Yelp. Right. And I've over the past maybe six months or year or something, when I go to Yelp now for that kind of stuff, I know every review is only going to be negative because that's people just aren't leaving good reviews on Yelp. Right. And so I look at, I use Yelp for like the photos of the food to see mm -hmm. does it, how does it look to Absolutely. me, but like yep. the reviews, I don't even know. It doesn't even fucking matter. So the, when Schwartz or whoever was saying that at the reunion, I'm like the, the Yelp reviews don't fucking matter. Matter. like don't, don't try to gain my sympathy because you got a one-star yelp review everybody's got a one-star yelp review no I, I fully agree oh but also jack Sheena's podcast has one-star yelp reviews <laughs> howie mandel's <laughs> definitely does um i you don't see hear... her you don't see them complaining about it <laughs> i did hear jacks recently say that he was there and there were only five people there so i don't know you know. I'm very nervous about Jax. I'm very, I'm losing sleep over it. I saw an interview magazine with James Kennedy where he said him and Jax are doing like a night or something at Sir. And I was like, oh, that's their way. That's his way in. Like, that's what they're going to use as the excuse for why Jax is around next season. Like, mark my yep. words, he's suddenly going to be back in the fold yep. because he's teaming up with James for some Sir night. And that's his excuse for how he's tied to the restaurant and how he's coming around more. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's so see-through and transparent and I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I don't want this. 
No, I, I don't know. I hear what you, but do- I reject it. I don't know why. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, do you I think, think it's? Do you think it. production wise, it makes sense? Like, because I keep trying to think. Well, maybe, maybe they just think it'll it'll be messy. And so, even though people may not like him, he's he brings a lot of story to the show. So. I don't know that like I care like I know that you said you like like an old housewife to do a pop in every now and again Mm -hmm. like that's fun and I'm with you on that like okay you can pop in but what do I need like I don't you know like please pop in but like I pop in for one scene and catch us up and I love that with any of them the same way I think like with Kristen Doty in the finale it was like I thought that was thrilling to see her for one scene right but I don't think I need like some of these people back all the time or, or no. with Jackson, Brittany, it's like, I have them at a couple parties or something, but like, I just, I'm worried. That's what I'm concerned about. It's like, I'm fine if they want to pop in parties and be sort of that showing up or cameos and, and maybe get their thoughts in a scene or a sit down lunch or something, but then that's it. Like, and don't right. make me forced to watch them as a full-time cast member. And I keep thinking like, am I wrong? Am I... And no. I know people are saying, oh, Jax is great now, or he's changed, but I just don't know that they'd really bring much, especially they're young parents. And I just don't know that I care about like that aspect of things. No, I think next season needs to be like hot girl season. Katie's single. Yeah. Yeah, we're all single now. So it's like we're finally getting in a place where the whole cast is single and it's going to bring mess in that way. So I just don't know, like bringing back a married couple with a young child is the addition we should be having. Like the conversation we should be having is like get Laura Lee on the line. Like if that's (laughs) like or, you know, maybe there's some other person in the past. Right. I sort of like the randomness of bringing Christina Kelly back, even though I don't think she offered really anything. I kind of like that randomness. But I agree. It, I, I maybe, like or maybe waiting a beat for Jackson, Brittany, maybe we'll feel differently in a season or two, but I just, they're setting it up and mark my words. It's they're setting us up for their return. And I just don't know if that's the right move. Yeah. And I also don't know who is Brittany really, I guess Brittany might be friends with Sheena and Lala because they all have kids, but like, again, shout out to summer moon, shout out to ocean, you know, again, mm-hmm. I only want you guys peppered in. So yeah. I think Summer Moon is like the cutest kid. She's, I mean, so they all are, but it's like, I don't know. I just find her so adorable. She's a real doll. She's, she really, really is. Um, Tom threatens to, uh, he says in this uncensored version, get in my face again. I'll fuck you up, motherfucker. So I will say that the uncensored version does give you the knowledge or the realization for me that Tom doesn't swear well. Mm. Like, like it just doesn't really fall off his tongue in the way that it should he's just like a bad swearer and at some point it sounds like a kid just like trying to get cuss words out totally you know there's just certain people that can swear and some people can't i always think of like i um what's from curvier enthusiasm who's the woman on there that um, susie (laughs) susie susie it's like i want to see her say fuck all the time like she's great at it Great. Joe Pesci. Like, let's see him say fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and some people just can't pull it off. I agree. I, I fully agree with you. I fully agree. Um, is Sandoval Italian? I don't think so. No, I could okay. be wrong. I was going to say fuck belongs to Italian Americans, but yeah. Yeah. Well, as, is, yeah. as one myself, I yeah. do feel like he's not. And <laughs> we do know how to say fuck. It's true. Oh my gosh. Um, so James, they're like trying to get James down. Andy just 
looks at him and goes, just stay in the fucking chair. Just stay. That's all you have to do. <laughs> and it wasn't even that more thrilling as seeing Andy say fuck. Yes. I just had uh, that felt really special. Felt really good. Like hearing your grandmother curse. Mm-hmm. And when when Andy thought that uh, James called him an ugly fuck, did we already talk about that? It was so good. Absolutely. <laughs> like Andy was ready to fire him on the spot, like Carol Radzwill style. He was like, "You're not coming back." And then James like, "No, you're handsome." And and Andy's like, "Oh, okay, go." Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we. Tom also tries to insult James by being like, "James pees in a fire hydrant like a dog. That's that's his fire hydrant." What? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand joke. that at all. I didn't even get it. He pees outside. That's all you got. It's yeah. He's not. He's just not quick with his words. He's got a tumbleweed in his brain. (laughs) He pees outside. Okay, cool. Um. So Lala says, Sandoval, we've all fucked up, right? Like, stop bringing up things from years ago. This was your life partner, not you living in a shithole, Kristen Doty. Fully agree. That was, you know, that was going to be James's wife. Ariana's like your life partner. You done fucked up. So stop pulling out the history books. And where do you land on this? Because, you know, LVB likes to say nobody's perfect. We've all done things in our past. But like, I kind of agree. Like, at some point, we got to let these things lie. Yeah. And Wait, what do you mean? Let things... present. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I also, there's just a lot of distinctions. And and it's a comparing apples and oranges. It's like, we could keep saying these these things about owning property and with Katie and Schwartz, it's like they went through with the marriage, a legal wedding. And mm-hmm. so uh, that's a different thing than someone in their 20s living in apartments and casual, not that they were casually dating, but it's like a different level of things. And, and yes, obviously in your late 30s or early 40s, you should have a little bit more um, understanding of it. I hope I'm also not coming across as ageist. I don't care how old anyone is. It's I'm well, focusing been, more on Tom's age because he purposely was lying about it. Um, but. No, I'm with you. I've been saying this about Danielle and Lindsay and Carl. Like Danielle keeps putting these early 20 rules on their late 30s relationship and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like a different thing and and things you evolve. And, and I do think everyone is going to fuck up. Like that's not the thing with our with the Ariana Tom and Rachel situation everyone in their life is going to fuck up but they were doing it for a really long period of time yeah and covering it up and there were so many crazier nuances so i think that's why the story is bigger than right. just someone cheating in their 20s in an apartment this is much more um a much different circumstance and so yeah yeah playing right in her face acting like your friends acting like you guys are in this relationship when you're not and now ugh, i was so disgusted at that finale when crusty had the nerve to be like oh raquel and i had to come to a consensus as to when we were going to tell her what yeah it's like fuck up but I'll, wait that's the other distinction too is that instead of giving apologies because again everyone's going to make these mistakes in life but then to see tom and rachel not have remorse and to give excuses and to see rachel giggling it's like that also is what has made this thing uh, snowball in a way mm-hmm. because I think there would be a large portion of the audience who if they were just apologizing and owning up and all of that kind of stuff the audience wants to move on especially Bravo audiences we want to move on to the next scandal and the next drama and the next whatever right. but if you're never going to it's like we're going to stick on it until you do <laughs> we're going to drag you until you fucking do Right. Oh, you're you're fully fully correct. 
Um, so after this, we kind of get into like, you know, James comes back, <laughs> everything's fine, kind of. And then, you know, we get into like James, James calls them. I'll be he, he comes back and he says, I'll be quiet. I'm not going to say anything to Tweedledee and Tweedle Little Dick. And of course, Schwartz cannot help himself. He's like, "Am I Tweedledee? Is it me?" <laughs> He's. I want to punch him right in the face. I. <laughs> right. Um. So then Andy does like. He asks Sandoval, "Why don't you just stay clean?" Oh, by this way, uh, James is like, "Oh, you you can punish me. You can smack my bottom, Lisa." <laughs> when we're done james was just like really he was delivering for me just every he was being so funny and charged and activated all of it he was just so yeah he's very charismatic mm-hmm. he really really is made for reality tv and crusty goes on to say he was scared to tell ariana she was going through a lot he didn't want to add anything and then they're like okay when do you think you were going to tell her so he says that he had a therapy session planned and that he and that therapist had planned on telling ariana the following tuesday before she found out so that they could be fully done with filming and wrapping their interviews and she wouldn't have to go in and be like oh you know here we're talking about the sandwich shop shop when like this had just been told to her okay how nice of you yeah and didn't ariana say on an interview or something that Tom was also waiting until after summer house or winter house because he mm-hmm. was supposed to film winter house because he wanted to go. Uh huh. Yeah, and he <laughs> didn't want to look like an asshole on yeah. winter house. Oh, 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 I mean, come on. Ugh, okay. I do feel I do have a bone to pick though with like the whole winter house summer house crew, and that's I I feel like Bravo has leaned into them more than Vanderpump Rules, and I'm like offended on mm. Vanderpump Rules behalf, especially because now Vanderpump Rules is like really keeping the lights on over at Bravo, right. and <laughs> and then I feel like Summer House, Winter House people are more somehow respected at the network, and I mm. will not stop speaking on it because it's <laughs> unacceptable for us longtime Vanderpump uh, people who stuck with the show through those flop years. Agreed. Agreed. I do. I, the whole Winter House should be mostly Vanderpump people. I agree. Making them like uh, bringing people from Charleston was a bad mistake. Yeah, like Craig and Paige and Austin, like they're on a million fucking shows and it's like they should be leaning into the Vanderpump cast. I hope they do. I mean, I guess we're done filming with Winter House and we will see at least Jordan from Summer House Martha's Vineyard, which I'm excited about. Oh, is she on Winter House? Yeah. Oh, good. Um, and I heard that there may have been a little thing between she and Luke because she did show up at watch what happens live with him at one point. Oh, interesting. I didn't know this. Isn't there, I think I saw some, that family karma or someone from there is on Brian Mm -hmm. winter house. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy about that. It just felt for a long time. We were leaning into the Southern charm and the summer house people. And I'm like, what have they really given us Nothing. compared to racism? Yeah. <laughs> and I, compared to the Vanderpump people, like this is unacceptable that we're leaning in to Craig or whoever. I and agree. Not only that, but I also can just uh, talk about summer house for a hundred hours too, because they <laughs> delivered maybe one and a half good episodes out of the whole fucking season this year. And there's a thousand oh. cast members. <laughs> And that's in and out of the house. In and out of the house. They should not be on television, most of them. (laughs) 
I agree. Like I'd rather have Jackson Brittany at Summer House than most of that <laughs> cast. And that's saying a lot because I just think like, how do we have that many people there? And we're not delivering any sort of entertainment. Who do you think like definitely needs to go next season? If you had to pick three people. After the finale, I really think they it was unacceptable of Maya to, I, I think it was clear after the finale of like, Maya doesn't want any sort of real part of her life, which, which by the way, that's would be me in real life. Like I wouldn't, I'd be the same. I'd be like, I don't want my life on this. <laughs> like I, right. so I get that. But yeah. as a viewer, I'm like, well, we can't have this. This is unacceptable. I, I um, think so. <clears throat> and then I don't know. I, I feel like no one on the summer house cast, and this is a bold take, but like, I don't think any of them are stars. I'm sorry. Ooh. I don't think any single one of them. I'm, don't really think Kyle and Amanda are great. I Paige could could and should be a star. I've always been rooting for Paige to be a star, but like I'm not getting it. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm so at a certain point, how many seasons am I going to be rooting for you to get out of bed and get activated? And, and you don't. I I think Lindsay's a great person, but also I think Lindsay and Carl like don't want to be there. I, this is also what I think about Summer House is that, that none of them want to be there. I think it's so yeah. clear. It's oozing through the screen that like they hate this show. They don't, they hate that they have to do this show. Mm -hmm. They want the check and they, it's their job. But I think you could watch any episode from this season and it doesn't seem like outside of maybe like Gabby likes to be like, she seems like mm -hmm. she's kind of still excited to be there in the house. Yeah. Or Sam and Corey are excited to be there because they're like, I guess, in a new relationship or something. But almost everyone else, it's oozing through their face, through the screen that like they despise that they have to go drive to this house and then be there all weekend. They don't want to be. Yeah, I fully agree. I think Lindsay's made for television, but this show, she's outgrown the show. And yeah. obviously Carl has outgrown the show. Like he's too mature to be in the summer house. It's And that's just is what it is. And also like it's, to your point, like, I don't think he wants to be there. It's very obvious mm -hmm. that this is, like, not fun for him. Um, and, you know, I... I really think they would be perfect on, I think, Lindsay on Roni, the Roni. new reboot. Mm -hmm. yep. And then just because Carl could just appear as, like, the significant other because he don't want to be on TV very clearly. And... The new Mario. And, so Lindsay, and I think Lindsay would be, like, great with a younger cast of Housewives. Like, I, I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think we kind of missed the mark. We should have thought about putting Lindsay over there, but maybe maybe season two, maybe season two. Uh, so <clears throat> then we get to the timeline, according to Schwartz. Andy says, when did he tell you? And so, and I kept thinking this in my mind, the finale where he was telling Katie, well, I don't have a calendar, but at this reunion, he seems to know pretty specific dates and times mm -hmm. and, and where he was and what happened after that. But anyway, he says, starting in July, Krusty started telling me he wasn't happy. He felt belittled, all the shit. And after Guys Night at the Mondrian, they had this conversation. He says the next day that Krusty told him that he had also told Raquel all the stuff that he had said about their relationship and how belittled and hurt he felt, which must have been what that chick was recording. Did you hear that? She was saying mm -hmm. like, oh, we recorded them having that deep conversation, but we didn't know what it was about. Right. They don't, they're all such dummies. <laughs> <laughs> I get so mad. Every time I talk about this stuff, I, I think like, oh, you, I feel like I'm crazy because I'm getting so worked up about it. But then all these little details, it's impossible not to get worked up over. 
you're right you're right and and so like yeah he told Raquel and Ariana's like okay yeah when Charlotte's body wasn't even fucking cold by the way and so Schwartz is like well I didn't know that I didn't know that he knew that it's bullshitting or or at least he was probably fed this information but then like chose to ignore it like I'm sure somebody said or Tom said oh our dog just died yeah by he didn't know that means I didn't take that into consideration at the time yeah like I didn't I didn't digest that Right. But you still knew that you were just ignoring it. Exactly. It's also because of, because it was a production thing. Like I would imagine even if he didn't hear it directly from one of them, production would have been like, oh yeah, Ariana was filming. Because I, I would think most of these people would be like, oh, how did filming go? They would talk to the camera people or the sound guys or whoever would be like, oh, how did filming go yesterday? Or how did right. this go? So somebody would be like, oh yeah, they were there's a crew over in Vegas, but they had to stop because Ariana and Tom's dog just died. Or, or like when the girl, when Charlie and Raquel came to guys night, when they said like, oh, Raquel or Ariana left early, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> hello, it, it that, stupid, stupid, stupid. So then Katie was like, okay, by confided in her, you meant like putting your penis in her, right? Is that what you meant? Mm-hmm. Is that what you meant? <laughs> like, when did you find out they were fucking shorts? Just get to it. So Tom finally says late August, he met up with Tom, broke it all down. And Krusty was like, August, late August. Do you think it has to be like, yeah, after the wedding? What? Yeah, they, so, they didn't have no timelines settled. No, and I love Lala. Or, or I bet you they did have some sort of conversation, and then Schwartz just like forgot one of the two of them forgot it or con- mixed it up. Totally. I mean, obviously, it was Schwartz because we see Sandoval saying to mm-hmm. Andy in his one on one, oh, that he told him like mid to late January. So, yeah, but I could also see Sandoval had like forgetting that he said that on the one-on-one and then telling Schwartz beforehand, like, oh, you got to say August, dude. And then- Right, like right. one. I mean, one or both maybe screwed it up. Do you think either one of them is good in bed? No. Yeah. Yeah, no. that's the other shocking part of all of this. It's like, do you, I think Rachel had said like, oh, the sex is so good. I was like, what? <laughs> like, oh, did you see this other not never before seen clip that she did with uh, Sheena? Sheena's like oh are you still with that asshole that you were dating that you told me about and she was like yeah he really likes to go down on me which is a thing that Sandoval had said that he really likes to do like with Ariana oh interesting how great it was yeah I didn't see that yeah I just don't get any sort of like good sexual vibes from either of them no I feel like Krusty's probably good with like like eye contact but maybe in a Mm. way that's a little too intense Whereas I cannot even picture Schwartz having an erection. Mm-mm. No, and I don't know that he can either. <laughs> I, yes, I, I think there's some people like you could be sort of gorgeous looking or beautiful to look at, but like not ooze any sort of sexual energy or Completely. or and or and vice versa. You could be someone who's like just kind of not traditionally attractive, but you could look at them and be like, oh my god, I bet they're good in bed. Fuck yeah. 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 Like Tom Schwartz would be my type, but yet, yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I was, I can be attracted. He's the kind of person I would be attracted to, too, looks wise. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't, I don't find Sandoval, a, I, I can look at Sandoval and be like, oh, he's handsome, but I have no attraction to that person. Right. Um, even before the Sandoval. Uh, but Schwartz, I'd be like, oh, I could find him attractive, but I don't get any sort of sexual vibe. Yeah. No, no. Not to mention, we've heard a million times on this show about how he can't get an erection. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> so yeah, then they talk about that stupid scene at the Yeasty Boys and how uh schwartz is like yeah i have a feeling that raquel might have a crush on somebody and then he has to admit the sick fuck that he actually was referring to crusty because he goes like listen i'm not a fucking idiot like he told me that day i think it was maybe the 31st we got drunk in our hot your hot tub afterwards and he told me like i had a one night stand with raquel and i was like he was like oh you know what have i done it was a mistake alcohol the whole spiel and then after that according to schwartz things just went back to normal no nothing goes back to normal after you fuck somebody's best friend (laughs) Totally. Two things I want to say, Kara. First of all, when he said, I'm not stupid, there was a cut to Lisa Vanderpump where she was like, well, (laughs) which was the only time I liked her the whole reunion. Um, And number two, I love that you've been doing this in your impression of both the times, but I think it's like, also, we all kind of do it when we're doing impressions of the time. And that is like, when you're talking like, oh, dude, uh, uh, like we... It makes me laugh. I was just <laughs> noticing you doing it. And it's, I don't know what that is because I don't know that they actually do that, but it's spiritually, they do that, you know, like spiritually, spiritually when they're talking energetically, yeah. it's like, they're saying something like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it hits in my ears. Like, right. Like, <laughs> that's how we all hear it. And I, and I want, maybe they do it. I, we have to go back and watch, but I, cause I, yeah, I, I do that in my impression of them too. I'm like, why do we do that? But energetically that's what we hear or it's like the charlie (laughs) the charlie brown teacher thing like i feel like we all just collectively hear them like stuttering over their words and saying like oh oh man (laughs) that's just what we ingest but maybe not what they say i love it you're you're completely right because now that you say like do they say that i don't know (laughs) but we all we do it like we all do it because that's what we're hearing oh dude oh i don't know oh (laughs) oh my god oh my god so then we get into like Andy being like, okay, why would you encourage Schwartz to make out knowing that you guys were already fucking? Like, was that a decoy? Ariana makes a puke face, but then Santa will always be like, no, absolutely not. I, I would never do that. And Lisa has to be like, you know, it is a little like macabre and perverse. And he says, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay, well, <laughs> great. <laughs> we know I you know. don't do that way. That's very clear. Yeah. Um, At least she finally did call out something something she does say one thing i think this was you're gonna like it i think this was an unseen footage that you're gonna appreciate but um so then they talk to like lala what does she think were there similarities between like ariana and Kristen, and how that compares to raquel but you know like lisa has to be like were you even there lala (laughs) lala's like well i watched it and she was like oh okay well you just watching on tv you went there okay like oh my god trying to poke holes lisa and tom this little dynamic duo because as soon as she says something tom's like yeah that's right mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she is right about that oh yeah he's right <laughs> so then ariana has to be like well i i was there and i do see a lot of parallels tom thought i was really cool i didn't have any responsibilities i had to stay up all night and go bartending and then oh me and schwartz and tom are gonna do mushrooms together because we're all just great friends and like you're so cool and chill and all these things and then we start dating you know they they ask like okay when the situation with jackson and Kristen, she said she said she asked sandoval why didn't you just break up with Kristen then? And he gave her all these excuses. Her grandpa died. We had tickets to this or that. Events uh-huh. we were going through. Like, it was just bad timing. And then we see a flashback of 2013. Literally the exact same conversation that we see Ariana and uh, Tom having. Where she's saying, I don't see you. 
I, you know, we're stag. He's saying we're stagnant. We're acting like roommates. And mm -hmm. he's like, you know, we haven't had sex in three months. You cringe every time I try to hug you. And Kristen says, but I didn't go around and fuck somebody behind your back. Mm -hmm. Exact same conversation. <laughs> yeah, we've been through so much with these people. Just hearing you say like they flash back to 2013, like that was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. These are like deep relationships we have with the people on TV now. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm offended that Lisa's like, you just watch this on TV. This is my family. Okay. Yeah. This is our family. Like we, <laughs> uh, we know them inside and out. Yeah. <laughs> so Andy then goes, okay. So Sandoval, you said you started cheating on Ariana because of how bad things got in the relationship, but Miami girl was really early in the relationship. So what's the explanation for that? And he was just like, oh, uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't do it. Um, I hadn't felt single in like five years. So I kind of wanted to feel that before, for like, you know, getting really serious. So just stay single then, idiot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> don't get in a relationship. Like, that's fine. Everyone totally gets that. It's what just then don't get in the relationship. Like, you, it's the wanting the cake and eating it too thing. He's acting like, oh, I got a new job. But before I want to go on vacation because I know I'm about to be tied down for a little bit. Like, <laughs> Well, and there are already there are so many other options that I feel like people don't explore or this cast isn't exploring. Like I, I talked on my show about like open relationship because that keeps coming up of like, oh, they thought or they heard that they were in an open relationship or whatever, which has since been debunked. And Ariana has said, no, we weren't in an open relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think Tom too has confirmed that. Even but, before all this stuff came out, they both said that wasn't true. Right. They both said that. So we know that's not true. But if Tom was feeling like he wanted to go and have sex or, or if any guy in a relationship it's 2023 the guy has that option to say to his wife or significant other or husband or whoever it is to say you know i really am not sexually satisfied can is that an option and then the wife or husband or whoever could say no it's not i cannot be in a relationship like that and then we break up but there's all sorts of nuances and and conversations that people could be having instead of just jumping to sleeping with the best friend. And right. so that's why there are no excuses because right. if it was all about sex or you weren't getting off the way you, the intimacy you wanted, then maybe you should have had that conversation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if you really just like wanted to be single, why didn't you tell Ariana, you know, I kind of like, I can't commit to a relationship because I'm fresh out of this long one that ended badly. That is a completely reasonable thing to say. Right. right. You really just want to be out there you know, and she makes her the, own choice from there. The, the thing that really makes me sad or when I think about it is Ariana had been so open about her previous relationship and she was with this guy who was like really verbally terrible to her. And mm -hmm. that's what caused her body image issues and stuff and her trust issues. And it just makes me so sad because it's like, that's the relationship she had just come from into this relationship with Tom. And I'm like, oh God, that's like these guys it's already hard enough to deal with one situation or relationship like that in your life where you're with someone who is like that or, or fucks with your head in so many ways or fucks with your body image issues or something. And I just hate that. Like this guy, Tom did this to her. I know. And and she said on call her daddy that it, he wasn't like the ex-boyfriend, but he wouldn't compliment her. Like he wouldn't be like, Oh, you look hot 
like I like your tits or like, you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. we just want to be like a little bit objectified, you know? Totally. Everyone. Too. Yeah. I, yes. Men yeah, and like, I gay know. relationships too. Sometimes you just want someone to be like, oh yeah, you look so hot in that. Or, yeah. or like make me like, there's nothing hotter than knowing that somebody wants you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, or to me anyway. So like, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like anger for her that she couldn't even get that like a compliment you know uh-huh. like waiting for it to be loved and appreciated couldn't even get that and she's so hot i know i i, I always think that gets lost too even <laughs> before this whole thing happened i always thought just thought she was like just physically very hot like Morning. when she showed up in that one season with the short hair to me huh. that was like such a moment because yeah not everyone can pull off different hairstyles like that. And it's like, I remember when she showed up, it was like, holy shit, she looks so good. So good. So good. Yeah. I and I hate that. I hate right that now. the guy, the asshole she was with before made her feel like she wasn't hot. Cause yeah. it's like, oh my God, if you're not hot, like, like what are the, what's going on with the rest of us? <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Like this isn't even like, oh, everybody's beautiful. Like, no, she's literally hot. Like there's no mistaking that. Like we can't even... It's a perfectly symmetrical face. Like she, yeah. yeah. Bitch, he's such a bitch. Um, So Ariana says, you know, like she was just willing to forgive Tom about Miami girl. They were very early. They weren't really that exclusive. And also she wanted to see the best in him. So Krusty says, I can't help me. (laughs) During that time, Kristen and everybody's like, no, we're not talking about Kristen. This is not the point this is not the point the point is that you acted the same way with Kristen as you are with Ariana 10 years you haven't changed that's the point this isn't like we're pointing the fingers at Kristen not the time not the time so then we switch back to like the three breakups that happened before the scan of all Lala and Randall but nobody cares James and Raquel Katie and Tom I honestly I don't really care about any three of them but we'll talk about it um so Andy asked Katie what changed for her and she said you know she had to like kind of step away and realize that he i what did she step away and onto twitter where we've been screaming at her for years that this man does not prioritize you mm-hmm. and that he throws you under the bus for literally anybody a stranger friend jo- joe joe <laughs> spooky people. i have some spooky joe that's so funny uh- <laughs> um, i know i have so many questions about joe i don't understand joe I don't get it. I know. And I, I hope that we, in this uh, unseen footage episode, we get more into the Joe of it all. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. And I, I think we need to get her mic'd up for next season for one scene, not forever. We need to get her showing up to the sandwich shop just so we can, I, I need to get like an understanding of who, who this person is. Like it's important to me. It's so weird. It's important to me to like have a well-rounded view of all this situation to just get yeah. Joe in a scene because I don't understand her and I just need some context because every time they explain, and then when Schwartz was saying about this, she'll send you a cease and desist. I'm like, oh, so she's litigious? Like that doesn't, I can't even imagine. I so hard at that. Like I can't imagine somebody who lives in an apartment with Schwartz being super litigious. Like that just, <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense because you're sharing an apartment with this 40 year old man Hello. And you're but you're, you have a lawyer on the line. Spooky? Like, yeah, what? like you, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You're because it it's expensive to go, even if you just hire a lawyer to send to write up a cease and desist, it's going to cost you money. Bucks. 
yeah. the, maybe she's got legal in her family or something. Maybe that's why he said it, but I just don't get her. It doesn't make also, any sense. And then also the fucking, um, the fact that she, he, she was friends with Kristen, but then like immediately blocked Kristen. Blocked her. Yeah. Like, what was that about? What is that about? She might be the spookiest bitch of all, honestly. Um, <laughs> so basically, Schwartz's excuse or whatever was basically that, you know, we our intimacy had gone down. He wasn't really that surprised when she sat him down and said they wanted she wanted a divorce. But for him, Teflon Tom is what I've been calling him because he never just sticks to the fucking point. It's always like, mm -hmm. but Katie, like, yeah, you know, our intimacy had been dwindling. Our relationship was bad, but like, I had the most intense moment of my life. I almost lost my father and my brother. I was running out of money. But that being said, I would never expect her to put her feelings on hold and stay with me out of pity. So why even say all that shit then? Right. And I have questions about all that stuff too. He keeps referencing stuff with his family and I, it seems to me like there's more than what he's saying. Like, yeah, I, I think uh -oh. somebody was sick or something, which is understandable, but I'm also maybe reading too much into it, but I think there's other things that he's just not sharing. Yeah. I want to say that maybe he mentioned on winter house that his dad had been in the hospital for quite some time. One of the triplets had a cancer scare, but I, we can have empathy for that, but you can't just be like, oh, Katie chose the worst time to kick me when I was down and I didn't do anything leading up to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's nothing I did before that. And then I, you know, all of a sudden she hit me with that. Like, that's not what happened. That's also, yeah. I think in relationships too, and oftentimes those things should make you more intimate with your significant other. Maybe not, not like, I don't mean sex wise, but like right when you're going through hard times, like you- should be able to confide in that person and, and it should bring you too closer. So I also wonder if it was like something where he was going through all these things, but then like, instead of bringing Katie in to help him deal with all that, he pushed her away too. Yeah. I, maybe I'm making that up or something, but. And it's also fair to say that like, it's too little too late. Like mm -hmm. you maybe need to think that like, maybe it was just bad timing that she was at the end of the rope while you were also not going through you know having family issues like yeah. those can also be true and you and, gotta and by the way even before the family issues he was cheating on her going to the club getting yeah. too drunk not knowing where you're staying at the hotel in mexico like ring on a string like sh showering in the lake before the wedding on a wednesday right. like there was too many other instances never wearing shoes on a date like closed toed shoes ever. ever like there's too many things that it's like okay well it doesn't matter how you what's going on then like you were awful forever exactly exactly let's think about that if we're going to be pulling up histories why don't we pull up yours shorts seems to be get very myopic roll the tape responsibility <laughs> roll the tape <laughs> please please so Andy then asked like her LVP what are your thoughts since you married them and she's like oh you know it's very sad I've been married for 40 years and I know that life is complicated and okay great so Andy asked like was anybody hopeful that they would work out and no, <laughs> no, no. wait was this on the bonus one because I don't remember this I think this so yeah it must have been the bonus because I, I unless think... I just blacked it out Andy asked them, is anybody want to say that they were hopeful that Katie and Tom would work out? And so Sheena has to be like, well, you never want to hear that people are getting divorced, which is kind of like nobody really cared. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. She says like she talked to Katie about it and 
she reached out to her because she saw an announcement or rumblings on Instagram. She's like, I don't believe everything on the internet. So she reached out to Katie and she could feel like there was a weight lifted off of Katie. And in that sense, she was happy for her because she deserves a lot better. And then Mm -hmm. this man turns to Sheena and he goes, no such thing. Better than me? And Sheena nods, nods like, yeah, I said it. He goes, no, seriously? Like what? I think they just have a different view of themselves than uh, yeah. maybe like there is it like must be like a lack of self-awareness or something. Uh, yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. So Ariana says that she found out about the divorce because Schwartz came and told them at the house that she was shocked, but she was like, Oh, you know, I feel like if you're at the point where you're telling your friends, like things are really real. So Andy then asked Katie why it was important that they have the rule about not hooking up with friends. And this shit pisses me off more than anything. Because the answer is, it's a reasonable request, and she's only talking about, like, one person. Right. Right. It's crazy. Like, (laughs) the fact that we're uh, piecing this out is fucking absurd. Because all she's asking is, like, don't hook up with our coworker, our mutual coworker at work. Like, yes, it's a reality show about their lives, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, Schwartz and Rachel probably wouldn't be friends if they weren't on a reality show together. And most half these people maybe wouldn't have as strong of relationships. Not all of them, but I think, like, would Lala and Schwartz be friends? No, probably not. But they're in this group because of the reality show. And they did have existing relationships before then. But now, 10 years in some of these relationships uh or the the string between them isn't as strong as it was when we first started the show so right. yeah all she's saying is like don't hook up with someone at we work with because also it's going to be on national tv then it becomes a whole news cycle thing then it becomes uh, something that everyone's commenting on like go hook up with literally anyone else like she is not making a, a crazy request like anyone else in the whole fucking state of california and beyond yeah like She's not even saying, like, when they say friend group, yeah, like you said, they just mean, like, the people that we filled with. You could probably hooked up with Joe. I mean, obviously, you had no problem doing that. So, like, yeah. and again, up with spooky Joe. people at this point were, what, Lala and Raquel were the only single people. So we're just, to just be like, don't hook up with two people is so reasonable. Yeah, and probably even more targeted to Raquel because Katie and Lala were close. So Katie, at the time especially, probably just assumed, yeah, of course Lala's not going to hook up with you. But right. So really, she just meant like, don't hook up with Rachel. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's And which it's is weird anyway, because the two of them have no chemistry together anyway. So it's like, just don't do it because it's going to be a big thing. Yeah. And not, not only fucking perfect. that, I'm sorry to get worked up, but oh, the fact that Terry Maloney, also the mom is like saying it to Rachel. It's like, just have the minimal decency. Like someone's mom is saying, please don't hook up with my daughter's still husband because they're not divorced yet. And so then to still go through with it, because you know, that also got back to Schwartz because I'm sure either Rachel or somebody had told Schwartz like, oh, your mother-in-law still at the time, mother-in-law still at the time, your mother-in-law cried to me and said, please just like my daughter's really going through it. Don't hook up with my son-in-law. So to like go through all these steps and then still make out on camera. It's like, and come also, on, dude. If that was something that you couldn't do, Schwartz, maybe in the many conversations that you guys had about agreeing to not hook up with people in the group, you could have said, I don't think that's reasonable. You can't make out with her. And then after the fact, be like, well, that wasn't a reasonable request anyway. Why did you agree with, to it? Yeah. And not to mention what was even the fucking point? Because 
I think it was only to like, it was only to dig at Katie because there were, I don't think they had sex, right? I think that with those two, they just kissed and it was the completely sexless kiss. So it was like, you really only were doing it to like dig at your ex-wife or something. He was mad because he couldn't get a a armpit trim. And then he made out with her. And I knew that like, as soon as they kissed, I could tell he didn't like it. He's like, I don't, mm, not for me. (laughs) I could tell. I would maybe even be able to excuse it more if he just like wanted to have sex with somebody and I, I not that I would excuse it, but it, it would at least make more sense. But the fact that he just wanted to like kiss Raquel and that sexless kiss, it's like, oh, you just were doing that for ulterior motives. Then it wasn't even just like a, a carnal thing or like a, a hormonal sex thing. It was like, no. literally you just were just being a dick. Right. It was a spite kiss completely. So then this man has the nerve to be like, you know, this is perfectly reasonable. Her request is perfectly reasonable. For the record, if she had fallen for somebody else in the group, I wouldn't have cared at all. It just seems like rich that she was hooking up with people while we were still sharing a house. And Katie goes, was it with anybody I know? And he goes, no, I know. But like, it just seems a little tenuous, a little murky. So you do care. Like, you can't say like, I wouldn't have cared. You do care. So Katie says, I don't think you get to have an opinion when you cheated on me when we were married. And he goes, point taken. <laughs> but also, <laughs> point taken. But also, if the roles were reversed and you divorced me at the lowest points of your life, which is something he just said, I would not expect her to not divorce me when I'm down. But now it's the lowest point of your life. And I was hooking up with people under the same roof. And then six months later, let's say like you hooked up with Peter in Mexico. Do you think I would have a leg to stand on and be upset with it? Like, I'm telling you, there's a double standard. And this thing also pissed me off. Like, I call it whataboutisms. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah. If you want to take the situation and completely reverse it and then uh, Mm -hmm. divide it by six and carry the three, you would bring Peter into it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, yeah, if if I could create a completely opposite situation that didn't happen in which you wouldn't be, you would be a hypocrite, then see, that's not how it works. You did it. You don't get to be like, well, what if all these other factors were different in in a way in which it makes you look like a hypocrite? Then you would be a hypocrite. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's true, but that's not what happened. Let's talk about what you did. Totally, totally, totally. Oh, we could all do yeah. that. We could all create fake situations where somebody looks bad. And trying to compare things that aren't comparable. It's like, right. that's not, yeah, this is a fake thing. It's not comparable. At all, at all. Or Peter catching strays. <laughs> Ariana made like the dirtiest look when he said, it. and then he made out with Peter and Ariana just made like a gag face. Oh. <laughs> that guy. Oh, poor Peter. um so then they're like talking about you know crusty how do you feel about this and we're like we know how he feels he feels perfectly fine it's a silly question to ask and he has to be like i don't think it's appropriate and ariana's like well you did a lot so you must have thought that and so then schwartz tells katie i'm sorry but in some way that kiss did feel liberating he truly cannot help himself like Mm -hmm. He can never just let it lie. Like, I'm sorry, that's it. Yeah, just say, I'm sorry, I, that was bad of me. Every time he's got to dump a Coors on her head. Every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and the, the, I think the the really like illuminating part about Schwartz is that he doesn't do it with anyone else. It's like, he just really does it with Katie. Like he he would never treat Tom Sandoval that way. Like he oh. has Tom unconditionally, his back supports him, sticks up for him when he's wrong. Like, 
Tom Sandoval could do the most horrific thing and Schwartz will be like, well, you shouldn't have done that, but he'll still sort of have his back. But with his ex-wife, even when they were married, it was like, he never was like that. Never. Didn't even consider. Didn't even consider it. And to say like, it felt liberating. Like, you're so sick. You're so sick. It's sick that you felt like that. And then Lala says, maybe this was an extra scene where she turns to Schwartz and says, liberating it's kind of fucked up that you felt like that was liberating when the whole time she was fucking your best friend and so sandoval says it wasn't the whole time it was one time at that point a one night stand which is different than a long-term thing and then lisa goes it actually doesn't matter the point is that it changed your relationship when you had sex with her and like now your best friend's making out with her that's weird there's something strange about that (laughs) yeah like why don't they get it's weird it's very weird so then ariana drops this bomb and she goes the one night stand that you were planning a seed for at fucking coachella you fucking piece of shit <sighs> but we uh. see a flashback to white bucket hat sheena after the affair broke <laughs> she's telling ariana that apparently back in april so coachella 2022 i guess the coachella that we thought that raquel was making out was Schwartz. um that apparently Raquel told one of their friends that after Ariana went to sleep one night, she and Sandoval got in a hot tub and he started saying, oh, you know, Ariana and I are in an open relationship, right? And that Raquel then told her friend like that April, right after Coachella. So Ariana has to be like, that was never the case. We were never in an open relationship ever. So Krusty then says that that's bullshit. He doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. And James is like, okay, Sheena, you need to like speak up on this because you're the one who's like put it out there. So Sheena says, well, Andy, you're going to need to ask Raquel about this when she gets out here because obviously I can't speak to her. But then (laughs) Ariana says, well, there's no point because he's coaching her. So she's just going to say whatever he told her to say at this point, right? Yeah. So then Sheena repeats, very clue style, Raquel. In the hot tub at Coachella last April by Sandoval, he said that they were in an open relationship. And so when he says again, I that never happened, Sheena's like, okay, well, why was she telling people in April? Why did she tell people that? And ugh, it was a mess. A mess. Uh. All right. So we're going to go through this really quickly. The rest of the episode, we got Danny's got to go. So we're going to wrap this up. So another good point. Was, Although you know that we could talk about this for seven hours. No, I, know. I wish I wish I didn't have to go. I'm so sorry. But yes, no, yeah. I we could literally talk about this forever. All good. All good. So Andy asked, were there any double dates that happened between Schwartz and Sandy and Joe and Raquel? Uh. And then Schwartz says no. But then everybody was like, yeah, you did. You guys went to Big Bear together. And it seemed like Sheena didn't know this information because she was looking like, what? Yeah. (laughs) And then James said she didn't even like to snowboard, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Ariana screaming, what was it? A fuck fest? (laughs) Right. And how does Joe not? I mean, that's another reason why I need eyes on Joe, because it's like, well, how did she think that was normal? Like, why was she going on these double dates? Like, it's weird. What was your participation? Like she must've been getting the open relationship stuff too. Cause Ariana's like, well, girls were invited. Why wasn't I invited? And Schwartz is like, no, I just wanted to go sort uh, snowboarding. Right? Like it's so weird. <laughs> so Lala and James are like, yeah, Raquel just went there to suck his dick, to fuck him, to fuck him and suck <laughs> his dick. <laughs> and then they start what? booing. 
Oh, the snowboard trip is so wild to me that everyone thought that it was okay. Not not the other cast members, but I mean, like those four thought that that was normal. Yeah, because it's very was- clearly sneaking around and doing a double date. Right. And, and for you, for Schwartz to be like, oh, well, Joe came later and Raquel was smuggled in. It's like, okay, don't even, don't, don't. No. Don't even do it. Don't even do it. Um, we have to give major props for the girls getting $200,000 worth of merch sold or something about yes. her while those boys had to sit there and eat crow. Yes. Oh, yes. they look so mad. <laughs> oh, all that money. Yeah. When I was on Watch What Happens Live with Katie, like, right. So it was like a week after this happened or whatever. And Andy had asked her about the merch because it was right when they went on sale and she had said uh, how much money they made on merch. And I was shocked by that because that's a lot of money in merch. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot of money. <laughs> in a very short time, too. And Andy even was like, so this was like during the commercial break or something. And Andy was like, oh, my God, like, that's crazy. Like, that's a, a lot. So I was happy that he brought it up at the reunion. And yeah, I don't know if people realize like that's, I think, she, was she saying, she was saying like revenue, I think, not yeah. just like that's a lot of money. And I can only imagine what they're making right now on sponsorships. Ariana's had these like huge sponsorships and Ooh. they pay a lot. Like for social media sponsorships and stuff like that, like the pay is good. Very and good. Her rate right now, especially must be really high. And so she must just be making a lot of money. She's going to be in a house soon. Which good. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard her saying on one of the interviews, like her goal is to be financially independent and like get her own her own house. And it's like, Good. She and I had asked Sheena this too when I was doing her podcast of like, do you guys feel guilty? Because even on like a much more minuscule level, right? It's like it's I it is it does feel weird to like be talking about all this stuff. And all of these podcasts are doing good throughout the scandal, and they're selling all this merch and having these big sponsorships. And I was like, do you feel guilty at all? And and it's like, no. Well, this is a time right now for us to make money and put food on our kids our, our tables and. And I think with reality stars, they know that these moments are fleeting. And so you do have to capitalize when you can capitalize, especially like they know that it's a 15 minutes of fame thing. And they've been through enough valleys now that when it's peaking, it's like, yeah, you're going to say yes to that sponsorship. And no one would say no. I mean, the money that these companies will offer to do a a thing on Instagram or something like that, it's like no one's going to say no to that. So that's exactly what I was thinking with this whole, like uh, moving out financial thing debacle that people were so upset with Ariana about. I'm thinking you guys don't give a shit that some financial company gave her money. Why do you care? (laughs) Yeah. Like I get what people are saying, but also it's like, there's no way she's going to, why would she turn down that money? No one would turn down that money. And and, people are going to talk about for three minutes and be upset about and move on with their lives. You're not going to take 50 grand for a couple people to be upset. Oh, it's way more than 50 grand. I I mean, I know. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yes, it's exactly like, why wouldn't she do it? And then um, also she, it's not going to be like that forever. Cause in a year, look at some of the people who have gone off the show. It's like, you see their sponsorships drying up. Like they don't do it as much. Look at Jackson, Brittany, they might still be doing it, but during the time of the show, they're doing a million of these. And Brittany had gotten, I think like Weight Watchers right after and was doing some sort of fitness bike. And and then they, 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 come. That's it. Yeah, they start to dry up. Danny, tell everybody where they can find you. 
Oh my God. I'm at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And then my podcast is called everything iconic. So I recap all this stuff and, um, and I do some other stuff over there, but yeah. And I have a new book, everyone uh, pre-order my book. It comes out October 24th. It's a Christmas collection of short stories that are hopefully very funny. There's other holidays too, but it's like a holiday, um, kind of like a, a holiday, uh, short story collection that will make you laugh so please pre-order because pre-orders are so, so super important so i'm looking forward because you're good for a story like the oh, thank you, you just will talk about your mom or whatever in the middle of something it's just so delightful <laughs> and they're thank all you. such good stories so thank I'm you looking forward to it and danny thank you so much for your time and we'll have to chat soon i love you thank you for having me i'm sorry um we oh, couldn't no. talk for another six more hours but <laughs> i this was so was so fun thank you for having me have a good one bye okay talk soon Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi guys, it's just me, Danny. Thank you again. What a great guest. But I had just a couple of other things from the uncensored, pumped up reunion that I wanted to talk about before we officially, officially ended. So whew, let's get into it, starting with the cheaters of it all. This is a group of cheaters. James with Kristen. Ariana with Kristen. Shorts has made out with everybody. Schwartz tries to say, well, not while I was married before. False, right? <laughs> so then Andy says, really nobody in this group has clean hands with the exception of Katie and LVP. So you guys are all prepared to come after Sandoval and Raquel. What's the difference? And L- Lala's response is, uh, none of us were fucking our best friends, man. <laughs> so Andy then asks Schwartz and Katie, where does your relationship stand today? Katie says, it doesn't. There's really nothing there. Because for me, I need honestly, honesty, respect, loyalty. That's what I look for in a friend. And so Tom says, oh, so you just want a friendship under your terms? Yeah. Yeah. 
So Katie says, I have standards. And Tom goes, what? So if I can't abide by all your terms of honesty and loyalty, then what? That's it? And so Lala's like, yeah, those are called boundaries. And so James says, you're a man. She's a woman. It's the least you could do. And the Toms have a nerve to call him sexist for saying that. The least thing you could do as a man is respect her. Well, I feel like that's a really sexist idea. So then Lisa goes, well, James, you're not Mother Teresa. And James goes, but in my current relationship, Allie's the boss. I respect it. And I want to do that because she said it. She said that's what she needs. And that's the difference. And then he points to the two Toms. He goes, that's what happens when you're not with the person that you're into. Read it. Read a book about it. <laughs> so then Schwartz claims that he is a champion for Katie's relationships and how he was just like, fuck yeah, to Satchel and starts to say, I'm cheering you on. But then he mumbles, well, I wouldn't go that far. And so Katie says she's not even seeing Satchel. They broke up. She, he wanted to be in a much more serious relationship. And she was like, I can't really do that. So she told him, do your thing. He's got a girlfriend now. He's fine. They keep up with each other every now and again. He's lovely and he's happy. So Andy asked Schwartz about Joe and if that was his girlfriend. And he's like, no, you know, especially at that point. I mean, it did involve into a, evolve into a situation ship or like a friends with benefits thing with clearly defined boundaries because we were both coming out of committed relationships. And for a minute, we were each other's happy place. So Katie just goes, Joe's a creep. Nobody likes Joe. And then Schwartz has the nerve to like buck up his chest and be like, you really shouldn't be saying that, Katie. And and by the way, she's going to send you a cease and desist if you don't stop attacking Joe in the comments. So we see what she said, which is Joe is spooky. <laughs> I mean, none of us could stand to be around her. Her energy is on par with a crackhead. She's a psycho and I will also light her on fire with Rachel. <laughs> so Katie says... I can say whatever I want. And then Tom hunches over and he's like, oh, look at you, little troll, on, typing on your computer. And James is like, that's mean. And then Schwartz tells him to shut the fuck up. So Andy asked Katie if Joe was in the friend group. And she says, well, by proxy, because she was Kristen's best friend, they hung out every day. But the day she moved into Tom Schwartz's apartment, Joe blocked her. So then Andy asks about the double dates. And then we talked about that with Danny, right? <clears throat> but then we move out on to Schwartz and Sandy's. The fact that they were like two flop bitches that couldn't open their bar. Thought it was going to be August, but actually didn't open up until November because of the turnover with the chefs or whatever the fuck. And so Andy asks Krusty about the loan that his mom gave him that like $250,000 loan. And have you paid it back? He says, no. But then he's like, well, she's good. Like basically she wouldn't have given me the money if it was like a do or die situation for her, but that he is going to pay her back eventually, whether it's through the bar or I don't know, these like two for one tickets that he's selling to his karaoke concerts. I don't know. Things I think it might be uh, a long, long-term loan repayment schedule for Sandoval. So Schwartz is talking about how Schwartz and Sandy's took a revenue hit, but he was there the night before they filmed this reunion and it was all love. It was packed. People were there. You know, there may have been like some light graffitiing people taking some lipstick out in the bathrooms. It was like hashtag team Ariana or like in the bathroom stall, things like that. No big deal. So 
Sandoval then mentions how he, because Andy asks Schwartz, was Sandoval the main reason for all these holdups, right? And Schwartz says, no, like, we got into it with, like, a bunch of our partners. And then Sandoval mentions how he's had a contentious relationship with Greg because they're always coming up with these ideas and then Greg all of a sudden is pulling the e-brake at the last moment. Which leads me to something. Because I've mentioned, maybe, well, I've mentioned on other podcasts that I talked to or tweeted with Ariana the night everything went down. The night. So the reason why this comment stuck out to me is because I had tweeted something about like, because I was like live tweeting the episode because it's like a Wednesday night and how... What is the deal with Greg? Does he want to open this bar up or not? Because I'm a little bit confused as to what he wants. And Ariana's account is gone. But I remember her tweeting me like, oh, girl, I'll let you know. So to let the record reflect that this woman was defending and writing for this man literally up until minutes of her going into that bathroom and looking through his camera roll. So fuck you, shorts, like Sandoval, both of you. She was, like, even on his side with regard to Greg. Mm. At this point, Andy asks Schwartz if, after all that's been said and done now, I'm going to ask you the same question that Katie asked you. Was it worth it? Oh, it's such a loaded question. Like, how am I supposed to answer that? And Lisa... The only time I was rooting for her this episode says, because you make a decision, you get off the fence, which is up your ass, and you actually say something and put some weight behind it. <laughs> Answer the fucking question, bitch. So he's like, well, you know, it did contribute to the downfall, but like it was an all-consuming thing. And, you know, I just regret, I regret not being there. So Lisa goes, hold up, hold up. Because We've opened 37 restaurants. We've been together for 40 years. We haven't broken up. I'm not saying we're perfect, but what I'm saying is, like, if your relationship is where it should be, then the business shouldn't be the reason why it fails. And, of course, Tom says that Katie wasn't supportive of him in the beginning. (sighs) Does he forget that we watched this show? You guys were supposed to go into business on that sandwich shop, and you were like, yeah, cool, let's do that. But then you got this opportunity with Shorts and Sandys, and we're like, actually, instead of connecting with you on something that we could both love and pour ourselves and our relationship into, I'm going to move on here to Sandoval, and we're going to do this, and I'm going to spend all my time away from you, picking out ugly fucking bolts of fabric to put on these banquettes, just one after the other. Want one ugly thing? Tiger stripes? How about this? Why don't we get a bunch of fucking palm springs, palm trees to look like a Tommy Bahama shirt turn into a banquet, whatever. So that's what you did. And the whole time you kind of told Katie, you kind of tried to throw her a little bone by being like, yeah, I do want you to be involved in this restaurant with me. But like, oh, I'm kind of scared of Sandoval. Like, oh, you know, maybe you could speak up for me instead. And then when she did... What happened? So let's like talk about why she wasn't supportive of you. And I'm like turning a little bit of a corner on Katie because I have been a Katie in situations where you have to like be a fucking bitch because the person that you're with doesn't care enough about you to like 
want to treat you with any kind of respect. And so you may be like overcorrect, but there's also the I'm insecure because I care about this person and I want this relationship to work. Then maybe I'll just like, I don't know, maybe if I scream loud enough or complain or you can see that I have a bad attitude that you'll finally get it. And he never did and they never will. And I, you know, unfortunately, because of that, history gets rewritten and we forget about everything that led up to her being a bitch and we only just see the woman being a bitch and then we we go back to the guy and are like oh i understand why you didn't like her because she's a bitch and then he gets away with it all over again and we always forget (laughs) why it led up to that nobody wants to be an asshole in their relationship nobody wants to be mean nobody wants to have to scream at their they want to have a nice relationship so i just think like myself and I would encourage everybody to like let's before we talk about Katie being a miserable bitch if we just want to take 30 seconds to think about the things that led up to that and maybe we might change our opinion now sometimes we won't sometimes we won't there are many things the skank the whore the slut shaming the things that I cannot abide by with Katie 100% but a lot of things when it comes to shorts I think if we just look back at what led to her being a bitch instead of looking forward and being like oh he can treat her like this because she was a bitch I think we would some people would just be viewing the situation very differently so Katie has to be like uh yeah LVP to your point like you're talking about how all your whole time and world had to be taken up by this restaurant but The real thing is, like, you're not doing brain surgery, not going to the moon. At this point, you're not even pretending to be on a spaceship in Mars yet. I guess we'll have to watch that. Stars on Mars coming to Fox this summer, if you guys didn't know about that. (laughs) What's the big deal? She's absolutely right. Like, we could have taken that further. You guys are, like, minor owners with several partners involved who probably do a lot of other things with their lives, like maintain their relationships with their wives and partners. Yet, you allowed it to ruin everything. Or you're allowing that to be the narrative of why your relationship didn't work. But okay, okay. So then Andy turns to Ariana and asks, because she said she's cutting people off who are still friends with Krusty, where does Lisa fall in all of that? And she says, well, we just won't be as close. So Andy tries to just move to the next question. But Lisa's like, "Uh, hold on a second. What do you expect me to do? And Ariana's like, I don't expect anything of anybody. So then Lisa's like, I've been supportive of you. I love you. And Ariana's like, yeah, I hear you. Same. I'm just going to have a hard time confiding in you. So then Andy asks Lisa if they think, like, what do you think should happen in this situation? Should Lisa just buy Tom out of the business? And Ariana says, no, I think she knows what's best for her. (laughs) But then she kind of walks it back because Lisa's like, what's that? And Ariana's like, well, I'm not going to be the one to give Lisa business advice. So Lisa goes, no, but if it's at the cost of a friendship and loyalties, like, where do you stand? And Ariana says to Lisa, I'll always love and support what you do. But like, I can't, you know, I just can't be involved. And so Lisa then says, well, if Tom remains my partner, I don't want it to affect our relationship. And Ariana goes, yeah, of course. (laughs) Like, what are you going to say? I think she's like, I wish that she, like Danny and I talked about earlier, had like 
kind of stuck to it. But I get why she had to just be like, you know, I'm not even going to do this with you. And also, like, are they really that good of friends? Like, it's probably not even worth, like, go the back and forth. Because they probably only see each other when filming anyway. And they had a connection, sure. But, like, you know... It probably just wasn't worth Ariana to, like, go back and forth with her. Because that's not her real friend, you know? They're not kicking it and watching Love Island. They're not going to Beyonce karaoke. So, you know, not not going to fight with you. There was a segment where they talked about Lala's relationship with Katie and how Katie's navigating Lala's now relationship with Sheena. And so Schwartz says that Katie had told him that he feels like, or that she feels like, you know, the rules don't really apply to Lala the same way they work with Katie in terms of loyalty. And like Katie probably should feel more of a type of way about her continuing a relationship with Sheena. And, but she's like being chill about it. Basically. I I don't know. This was kind of like a nothing for me. They, Sheena and Lala are basically saying we connected mostly through our children and our relationship kind of formed through that. And so still seems like their relationship is mostly because of the children. <laughs> but they do have this sort of village. She lives next door. Lala bought the house next door to Sheena and Brock's in, in uh, Palm Springs. And so, you know, they've got their own little thing going. And also Lala feels very differently about Brock now than she did before. And she says... I had a humbling situation with Randall and I was also viewing their relationship from the outside without really hanging out with them. And I just felt like the more time I spent with Raquel or not uh, Sheena and Brock, then I've seen him as my friend. I've seen him with summer. I've seen him how he treats my own daughter and he's a really incredible father. So then Andy asks about, excuse me, Katie and their friendship with Sheena and how they went from frenemies to enemies was the podcast that Sheena did with, shorts a part of that and she says yeah kind of like I felt like Sheena was picking sides in our divorce when Schwartz and I had made it very clear that we didn't want that to happen we didn't want anybody to have to do that and so Andy asked Sheena if she feels differently about encouraging the Raquel and Schwartz thing and she's like a hundred percent watching back I realized that I was getting a very different story from Raquel of the situation And I wish I had had a lot more empathy. And so Katie says, but I told you. And so Sheena tells her, like, but everything I heard was about how you were treating Raquel. And I just saw red after that. And so James is like, yeah, it's like you took Raquel's side and you were blinded because like you and Raquel were very close at that time, which I thought was, what else does she, I think that's a perfect answer. Like, I think it's good and vulnerable to say, I wasn't treating you fairly because of a relationship that I had with somebody else. They painted a picture. It was bad. I chose to believe it and I messed up and I'm sorry for that. Then Krusty chimes in and he goes, did you really not believe what Raquel was telling you? Sticking up for his girlfriend, right? And she goes, no, absolutely not. Katie was clearly not close to the person that Raquel explained to me. And like, I'm watching it on TV and this is not what I was being told. So Andy asked Katie how she feels hearing out of this and she, all of this. And she's like, you know, it's hard. I just have a hard time telling people I'm struggling. 
and being vulnerable. And I get it now. Like, I get why maybe that didn't register with Sheena. And so Katie says that since everything happened, Sheena has apologized, but she wants to see some behavior change because she feels like she's seen cyclical behavior of Sheena not trusting the right people. And I feel like Sheena could maybe say a very similar thing to her. Katie's relationship or Sheena's relationship with Katie has always been very tenuous. It's been because Stassi doesn't like her, she's now in a beef with her. Or because of whatever arbitrary reason, she just doesn't like Sheena. Sheena uh, breathed wrong or wore a crop top or something. And it's just like very, it didn't it didn't seem like it would take much for Katie to just stop fucking with Sheena. Like Katie has also been on the wrong side of history and chose the wrong team. And, you know... I I wish that Sheena had been able to say that to her too, because it's true. So Sheena says this has been a very humbling experience and she let what Raquel told her be Bible. And it took her to a place where she had been bullied by Katie and Lala, probably Stassi in the group. And she felt like I'm not going to let this happen to Raquel. So I'm going to protect her at all costs. Of course, Lala says, we need to take bullying out of the vocabulary. This isn't pre-K, it's Bravo. We all signed up for it. So then Sandoval is like, bullying can happen at any age. And (laughs) Lala's like, fuck off, mister. I fuck my friend. So then Sandoval asks, what, is that going to be your get out of jail free card? She goes, I don't give a fuck. You know what? You've always triggered me and so has she. And now we know why. So then Sandoval tries to say that... Lala's been using Raquel as a scapegoat. And she's like, no, I've been looking at Raquel like, I sniffed you out from a mile away. You moved like a snake. And then Sandoval's like, well, it takes one to know one. <laughs> Lala goes, I may be, I may say a lot of crazy shit. I may say a lot of fucked up shit. But sticks and stones, baby. I'm not fucking your man. Maybe my words hurt, but I'm not fucking your man. <laughs> LVP tries to stand up again by being like, okay, Lala, but outside of the situation, in the past, you have admitted to being a little bit aggressive towards Raquel. You have said that. And Katie says, yeah, she has. She's already taken accountability over that. James starts booing again at Lisa. (laughs) Sandoval has the nerve to say he's taken accountability. (laughs) Whatever. Lala tells Lisa, you got to stop. Like, you really got to stop right now. James is like, yeah, you're sticking up for Tom too much. <laughs> she goes, no, I'm being reasonable. And then James gets up again and he leaves. He's like, I'm not going to listen to this shit. <laughs> I'm not. And I just love that, like, Lisa call caused a walkout of people who just don't want to hear her bullshit anymore. And if that's not funny to you, well, I guess I'll be the only one laughing. <laughs> With that, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. We'll be back next week. Bye.